0: <laughs> you
1: see, you see, it, it's, it's funny it's funny because Pikachu suggests that somebody's put their finger in it and that's that way oh, it's a, I mean, it, is, it is a wholesome family fingering fun time oh, yep yeah. Speaking of wholesome family fingering fun...
0: Yeah, this this small animal that you've got on your sofa likes to chew on things. Yeah,
1: Minnie, if you're going to make noise, make noise into the microphone. Say hello. Nope. Okay, it's just sniffing. sniffing Fine. Chicken it out. Chicken it out. Welcome, one and all, or possibly just the four of you,
0: (laughs) to Big Damn Cast.
1: (laughs) Nerdy news, geeky gossip, and all the stuff that's fit to waste your time with, because we're all going to die one day. My name
0: is Christopher... Uh, Amorous He Ali Ababwa I am Matthew Why would you sit at the one goddamn table in the entire cafe that I'm not fucking clean What is wrong with you Watson And we
1: are The Parapod So hey. um, coming up this episode We are going to be delving deep Ooh Into Pikachu, much like a finger, apparently. Yes, we're
0: going to get our fingers into Pikachu.
1: Yeah, very brief spoiler-free thoughts coming up, because we already did a spoiler-free review on the YouTube channel. It was on the
0: YouTubes. Where were you? Where were you? Did you not see it? Where were you, boy? Um, And also,
1: then, spoiler-free... Spoiler-filled thoughts after that.
0: Yeah, um...
1: Where are you, person of whatever description you feel suits yes. you? Uh, speaking of things that we feel suit you, news coming at you in a moment. News! Heavy, hefty, sweaty news from the world of pop culture.
0: Had news on it!
1: Kicking off with, and I just, I've got to... We've not chatted about this, but we've individually seen it. Uh, so yeah, it. yeah. So, oh, uh, you heard of a film called Avengers Endgame? Oh, yes! It has been very steadily and very swiftly climbing towards the 2. Point, is it 2.1 billion mark think so, yeah that uh, currently avatar james cameron's avatar from 2009 holds uh, as as its overall gross meaning it's a it is very the highest
0: successful motion picture boy! the highest
1: earning film in film history um which begs the question who watched it after 2009 oh
0: christopher <laughs> I think we've got an emergency
1: here. Oh, what's happened? I think she's
0: dragging. She's eating her own poop.
1: Is that poop or is it a stick?
0: I don't know. I can't tell.
1: Oh, my God. Well, whilst I'm looking at whatever yes. this thing is, you tell the listeners. <laughs> uh, what
0: is that? I hope it's a stick. I hope it's a stick. That's not a stick. Um, it's so a dried yes. poop from
1: outside. Yay! Yay!
0: Thanks for that present, men. <laughs> Um, So, while Christopher disposes of the dried poop, um, this... Huh. there's this common thing in the film industry where studios and directors like to public publicly congratulate each other in 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 cute ways like you saw with Jurassic world and uh, the Star Wars movies sort of trading off like cute little pictures to be like oh congratulations you made loads of money and it's all a bit of a circle jerk but it's all in good fun I' so, um,
1: drinking.
0: so oh, Jim Cameron <laughs> or should I say someone Acting on the orders of Jim Cameron because he probably does own some sort of small five to more country at this point. Uh-huh. Um, he he posted an image with the caption. the caption, the caption in in the itself, the, the wording is slightly problematic. Um, well, the then, opening, yeah. But then we come with the image. So the, the 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 caption is, um, what shall James Cameron sound like today? James uh, Cameron should sound like. Uh, I think
1: James Cameron. I think James Cameron should sound like a man who sits wipes his ass with and blows his nose on money all day long possibly wearing a monocle
0: to kevin and everybody at marvel an iceberg sank the real titanic it took the avengers to sink my titanic oh. Everyone here at Lightstorm Entertainment salutes your amazing achievement. You've shown that the movie industry is not only alive and well, it's bigger than ever. Jim Cameron,
1: no. you just dab some caviar off the sides of your lips there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I was like an American Lloyd Grossman.
0: (laughs) Well, so a Lloyd Grossman. Is he?
1: I don't know what Lloyd Grossman is. I'm not sure, but he Um, knows who would live in a house like this. Who would live in a a house house like like this? this. Um, (laughs) More new and that's slightly,
0: You know, slightly uh, worrying comparing, you know, one movie being uh, overtaken and another intakings to a tragic accident that killed hundreds of people. Um, but then he just straight up has an image of the big Avengers logo dun, 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 knocking dun, dun. knocking a Titanic out of the water and submerging like, half of
1: it beneath the waves. Fuck is this? Yeah, the thing is, this isn't the first time he's congratulated somebody on outgrossing Titanic in some way or another. No, Titanic hasn't been outgrossed yet. Uh, no, 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 any of any of them uh, the no. To it, do it. It's had uh, I think it was Oscar wise. There was a thing where it like pipped one oh. thingy, so he wrote a congratulations to that studio uh there was an instance where i believe it was a george lucas film was pipped by jim cameron so george lucas it's like sent a cartoon but all of these things i'm mentioning all of them used the titanic in some yeah. way in the visual representation almost like they've forgotten that it was a genuine human tragedy now here's all oh, the, the
0: humanity here's the thing
1: before you all get, like, oh, PC got mad, like, you're a bunch of snowflakes. Here's the thing. If you go to, like, a Jim Jeffries gig, for example, you know, you go, you're back in time, obviously, to, like, watch Colin or whatever. You yeah. know there's going to be some dark material yeah, in there. Yeah, and it's
0: not even, like, this is dark. It's just... Well, the thing is, like, hacking.
1: they will make jokes about, like, horrific events in human history. Yeah.
0: But you know
1: that going in, like you, you're about to put on your dark ha- dark side helmet and embrace the, oh, this is risky, we shouldn't be saying this sort of jokes, kind of jokes. This is a thank you note from a studio to another, and it's one of several now that are out there using the Titanic, depicting it as a prop. When it's, you know, like a, a, an iceberg sank the real Titanic, it took the Avengers to sink mine. Yeah, it's just weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's also weird that he says Mine. Yeah, my because Titanic. James Cameron famously spent most of the last summer doing interviews where he said, "I can't wait for the superhero craze to be over." I can't my wait. My time. And yet here he is because Avatar the highest-grossing movie of all time, with 3D tickets, the first big yeah. 3D spectacle of the 2000s, and that 2.1 billion was grossed over the first, I think it was 17 months. Yeah, it was out in cinemas for nearly a year. As well. I still didn't see it in the, at the cinema.
0: The um, more people talked about it, the more, the more I was like, I don't want to see it. I this.
1: have no desire to the see The less interested I got in it. So, you know, th- there's already that going on, but Titanic, prior to that, was the top grossing. So it's like, look, James Cameron, people enjoy what they enjoy, all right? Here's the other thing it's not like, oh, my high art is being usurped by popcorn schlock. James, have you watched Titanic? Titanic is the definition of popcorn schlock. Yeah.
0: It, takes, like, it, it takes
1: a genuine human tragedy, turns it into a romance story as a focal point, fair enough, and then still gives it a villain. Like, why is there a baddie in Titanic? <laughs> Put the on her! Why is there steamy sex scenes in the Titanic movie? It's just like, what is this? And Avatar is, again, Avatar is shit Pocahontas.
0: Yes. <laughs> like, or oh, dances with wolves. Yes. Dances with blue wolves.
1: Yeah, oh god. Dances with the blue wolves that have sex with their ponytails. Lest we forget the last that the blue highest samurai movie of all time features characters who have sex with their braids. Oh, uh, like, I don't hate it. Jim just hush now. Yes, Avengers is Popcorn Schlock, but it's popcorn schlock that has enough heart that it's captured people's imagination. And as such, I would say it is perfectly comparable to Titanic. Yeah. Perfectly comparable to to Avatar as a spectacle. Absolutely it is. So it's well deserved. And as as the rate of escalation is going up on the income for this film in its first few weeks, it's very likely that it's going to surpass Avatar soon. I would have thought so. I would hope so, because it's a better film. Um, If those grosses took in home media, it absolutely bloody would. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to see. People are still going to see it, though, and it's still getting packed houses in a lot of theatres in the US. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed that he manages to do it get that be you un But please, everyone stop trivialising the Titanic like it was a movie. Please. Because it bloody wasn't. It was a real thing. It was a real thing. Do you remember when Adele had a birthday Titanic themed birthday party. And um, they gave out they gave out like rubber rings to people. Uh, it's uh, like, uh, oh uh, that's uh, gross. I remember me and my wife arguing about it. She was like, it it's it's a party themed after the movie, and I'm like yeah, but the rubber rings is a bit of a step in it. Yeah, a little bit much. Like, fair enough. If you're like, I want to have a fancy dress party and I want to go dressed as Rose from Titanic because I fucking love that costume and I love that film. Great, cool. But handing out life uh, life rafts and stuff to your guests—that's gross. That'd be horrible. But anyway, whatever. Um, Trevs. So what we're basically saying is Adele's
0: cancelled. In other news, put next to James Charles. <laughs> In other news. In a bin. Yeah. Um, so, you remember how there was that uh, petition to remake The Last Jedi and it was really successful, and Disney remade the entire film and, and did the version that everyone universally loves now because it's got no women in it? Remember when that happened? No, because
1: we're living in the same dimension. Oh, right, yeah. but
0: obviously it worked for some people because they've decided to do the same thing for Game of Thrones. <sighs> well, it's not the same thing. The same, like, are these the they're same
1: people that, that tried to convince the rest of the world to go and see Alita every time they wanted to see <laughs> Captain Marvel and would buy no, Captain Marvel? No, because it's not and because... It from becoming. Oh, wait, what's that? One of the most... Oh, I think it is in the top ten most highest grossing movies of all time.
0: Yeah, something like that. Like, it's
1: it's in there. It, it did well. It's in the uh, 1.5 billion
0: mark already, so... but um... Well done, Captain Marvel. No the, 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 this For this, me, is, boycotted. this is not like a this is not like a oh, SJW's ruining our movies thing. This is a oh, the writers didn't do what we wanted them to do and now we're gonna whinge. <laughs> like, me, people me, are me. not happy with the direction that Game of Thrones has taken this season. Um even you watched the latest episode, Christopher. Yeah. After your, after I brought you up to speed. With last week's four-hour oh, epic! 4 long epic! Um, and I'm, for the record, I'm quite enjoying what they're doing with Game of Thrones, but I see why people don't like it. But I think people are getting a bit too much... Taking a little too much ownership of the material. It isn't yours, guys. Whether you like it or not, it's it's... Dan, think you did Benioff and, we- and Weiss's and George R R, R. Martin's before them. Um, and people are. And yeah, people don't like what they're doing with it, and maybe it's good writing, maybe it's bad writing. I'm not sure it is bad writing. Um, but anyway, you don't need to start. Why are we starting petitions to remake things before they're even finished? What the fuck is going
1: on with people? Because people are so. feel such an ownership over stuff they've invested time in that they now think they can change it. And things like the recent Sonic crap and all that stuff hasn't exactly helped, has it, let's be Uh. honest. A lot of the entitled fandoms now feel like they have that power to put pressure on a studio and make things different. But, hey, are you guys going to all chip in toward the, like, hundred million plus it had cost to make a season of Game I think of Thrones. They tried, tried
0: crowd f- crowdfunding it on uh, crowdfunding yes. the Last Jedi remake. Yeah, didn't I, I remember that. Yeah, fucking idiots. Jesus, um, but if yeah. you
1: don't like it, guys. You just don't like it. That's fine. This is not the imagine, same. Group of idiots, imagine what the world fair, would have been like if the internet the existed when Return of the Jedi came out. Uh, horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous. People love Return of the Jedi now, but it is definitely sort of the weaker of the three, and. But it's also t- fun, like. It changes the tone and direction, but
0: it's not a bad movie. It's also how funny how so many of the complaints that people had about the Last Jedi were also things that Return of the Jedi did. Yeah. It's like, uh, but the Big buddy doesn't get any backstory, and it, just, it, it dies really easily, and. It, 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 it's just like, well, yeah, they, the Emperor gets 13 minutes of screen time in. <laughs> in the middle of the Jedi, and he spends nearly all of it sat down.
1: Yeah, what a great gig! <laughs> what a great gig! I show nice work if
0: you can get it. Spend five almost hours in the chair having prosthetics put on my face, and then I spent another twelve hours in a chair laughing. It's almost as good a gig as Lena Hades' work on this latest season of Game of Thrones. What? Standing in a room looking concerned. Standing in a room looking concerned. She wasn't even in. Standing in a balcony looking concerned. She wasn't even in two whole episodes. Yeah. Oh God, she's that easy. Yeah. Why did it take um, me two
1: years to do this season again?
0: Uh, fuck knows. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but, uh, yeah, I, bet it, I bet it was cast availability. I Ca- bet cast availability. Knows. And I think the cast are all tired as well. I don't think they want to do any more. I think mm. part of it, because there has been some sort of like not-so-subtle public backlash. Not outright, but in the way that some of the cast are, are talking about the show and, and, and behaving in interviews and stuff. It, it seems like there's some kind of back, some backlash against it. Mm. But I, I don't think it's even because the show didn't go the way it wanted they wanted it to. Although there is some of that, I think. But I think everyone's just fucking tired. Yeah, like they've been doing it for the best part of a decade.
1: Yeah, they are
0: shattered and they want to go home. And it a <laughs> lot. Of, there's, a, there's a lot of American cast who film in Morocco and Ireland. There's a lot of like English European cast who end up filming in Ireland or Morocco. Like it, it's either a, like warm Mediterranean weather or it's freezing wet. Um, north um north british weather or like republic of ireland weather so
1: i'd be knackered yeah oh god and especially because how long they're out there making it like it doesn't seem to be one of those shows that concentrates its block for performer no which is which is odd in a way considering how many of the stories have been separated over the years like very much these characters are over here so we're gonna spend two months filming that these characters are over well, here, we're going to spend two much time on that. To the point in, in season three. Even the, the crews as there. well, they'd be getting absolutely sick of it all. Unless they hire locally or mix it up and hire locally and also have an internal crew. In
0: so. season three, particularly, there were a lot of scenes that were switched between episodes in the edit. Crikey. Okay. So, so like, it, it, <laughs> it, 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 they moved stuff around in post production um, between actual. So, from different recording blocks between different episodes. So, I don't know how they approached it. And I imagine chunking it down to six episodes would help them approach it in a bit more of a manageable way. Mm. Especially since two of the episodes take place in one location entirely. Um, yeah, oh, I don't
1: know. I just, but, I, As an outsider watching this week's, I totally can see why people might dislike oh, I go, certain, people are certain it. characters' arc snapping into place. But um, I think I think it's down to emotional investment. I think it's because they've all emotionally invested in that character well, I think, in, in one way that now upsets them that the character's not doing what they would like them to do. I think that's the difference,
0: is that I, I as a viewer, get frustrated at the character for doing things that I think are stupid. Whereas I think a lot of people are getting frustrated at the writers for making characters do things that they think are stupid. Yeah. Or unearned, or or vice versa. Um, So, yeah. But hey, what are you going to do? it is what it start is start a petition online start a petition online get it remade um, speaking of remakes speaking of terrible remakes <laughs> oh, 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 oh good so Lord. it's. I think it's out in the states isn't it or it's just um, no it's out next week next week yeah um,
1: Aladdin yeah the live action Aladdin although well, the Infinity model looking over at us with his cheeky oh, little face reminding, yeah. us, reminding us of better times and happier days Prince Ali mighty is he Ali Ababa although you wouldn't freaking know it based on the clip oh uh, so, Aladdin's coming out a couple weeks. Uh, we've gone from complaining thing.
0: about people, complaining about things, something to just straight up complaining about well, something.
1: Well, here's, here's something that the me. I was talking to my dad about this earlier in the week. So he was saying, why, why, is, why is this Aladdin thing sort of upsetting you so much after I watched the clip that came out this week through um, Entertainment <sighs> Weekly, which was um, the first sort of minute, or it seems like we've gone past an intro and just started at the. Yeah, the, the it's Genie's a minute lyrics. of a minute of Prince Ali, yeah. the musical number that kicks off the second act of the story, um, and uh, <laughs> and and is 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 the bit where Aladdin now uh, made up to be a prince due to one of his wishes uh, returns to Agrabah to try and woo Princess Jasmine, and it's a massive parade led by the genie in disguise as like a as a hype man.
0: Bigging it all up. Like, it's
1: a really cool sequence in the original film. My dad said, why does it annoy you so much that this one's not as good or is doing things differently? And I went, do you know why? Because it's a remake and remakes invite comparison. I hate it when people say, don't think of the original. I'm like, why wouldn't I? This film exists because of the original. Now, do I want a live action Aladdin to be better than the animated original? uh that'd be amazing it's not like my aim i just want it to be entertaining i would like it to be not
0: be worse yeah i'd
1: like it to be a decent enough interpretation that it has its own flavor great example the broadway show aladdin on broadway and in the west end is a phenomenal piece of work songs returned to it that were in the original like cut of the movie like proud of your boys back in high adventures back in um Choices are made to adapt it to its mediums. There's no Abu in the stage version, but yeah. Aladdin's three friends from the first draft of the script come back. Babak, Omar, and Kasim return to it, and they encapsulate that relationship and add a new direction to it. Nice. Um, Jasmine's sort of longing is fleshed out in the musical, so you kind of get it a bit more than she's just. Oh, I'm bored of this. Like you sort of understand that. Oh wow, you've really been pressured from a very young age to be something that you don't really want to be, and you know the, the show takes up on that and also yeah. most importantly the show of aladdin on stage doesn't try to do the genie the same as the animated original no it's, there's some there's some pop culture fourth wall breaks in there that can change and evolve based on what is actually happening in the popular culture right now which is kind of nice um like when we saw it they made a strictly reference it was like just after that series had wrapped up with a controversial ending so it was like brilliant well done mm. got us all laughing and it didn't feel forced. They found they find like natural places to put it, so it doesn't take away from what's happening. But also, they made the genie into a Cab Calloway esque kind of you know just this big showman instead. Yeah. So he's not this fast talking scary cartoon, but the energy's there, and as a result, it's very much a version of the same character. You can watch. Go on YouTube and watch um, James Englehart perform in the role. Uh, who's 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 started, who's writing with Marvel now? He did, he did the Spidey for free comic book day. He wanted, it wanted just a short, short story for Spidey. And he's not allowed to say what, but you know those things that have been coming up, the the, the writer and artist mm. sort of teasers. Yeah, he's writing a book. And he's not allowed to say what it is yet, but it's like, oh my God, Genie's Excellent. writing a book. Because the, guy, the guy's a fantastic musical performer. He's now in um, Hamilton in in Broadway, so he's moved, down, moved down the road. <laughs> Probably yeah. didn't have to change apartment, just moved down sure. the road. But... Um, you know, go on YouTube and watch any of the previews or any of the, like, the Tony's appearances, whatever that that version did from a couple years ago. Yeah. His character is undeniably the same character that Robin Williams played in the animated film, albeit through a different lens. But it's definitely the spirit of that character is there. So in the uh, exclusive online clip for Prince Sally from the upcoming live-action Aladdin, an auto-tuned Will Smith dances around a bit while Guy Ritchie doesn't know how to direct a musical number. Oh! Uh... It just feels so flat, it's doesn't so, it? So do, lifeless. Do you know what it? Remi- right. So auto on Will Smith, which I was saying to you, wasn't it? We've been listening to Will Smith's I, Yeah, voice we know what Will to Smith sounds like. Nearly thirty years, and we know what it sounds like. So to hear it autotuned sounds weird. I yeah, it um, is very odd. Aladdin's got a comical gold digging friend. Oh. Okay. Uh, Agrabah looks like one courtyard in the shots that they use in this musical number Uh, like that parade doesn't feel like it's a parade it feels like it's all hanging around that one doorway yeah um the choreography is pretty lame (laughs) at least what we see of it in the way they've chosen to shoot and edit it um but worst of all do you know what it reminds me of do you know what it tell me tell me watching this clip the thing that comes to my mind isn't Aladdin the thing it reminds me of the most is the 2017 beauty and the beast it's the same kind of feel the strange auto-tune, the flat mm. color palette the the lack of um, the lack of confidence to just indulge in the fantasy premise visually on screen the most fantastical thing outside of cgi animals that happens in this clip is will smith disappears during the purple peacocks he's got 53 he disappears camera right yeah. At the front of the shot and then is on the back of one of the emus that runs through the doorway. Like, that's the closest it gets to being fantastical and magical. Also, Prince Ali looks nervous as shit. Yeah, it's just a bit... Which, again, like, that, that'll be a character thing we'll or something. see a to get it. But the point of that song is it's it's the ultimate hype man song. Yeah. Like, that, the genie is being Aladdin's wingman in that moment. And it's basically like, I'm going to show you off to that girl and everyone's going to, everyone in this city is going to want to either kiss you, adopt you, or fuck you. <laughs> like, everyone's going to see you and go, that is the coolest motherfucker that has ever lived.
0: That's yeah. the point of that song. And that is happening to the people, like, you see people yeah. reacting that way to him. Yeah, they've, but... got,
1: they've got a little nod to the, the, the three, like, um, yeah. Uh, the three—that uh, th- seems like a overtly sexual reference, but that's what they're dressed like. The three harem girls, like in the window in the original, like there's sort of a nod to that with a group of girls in the tower, like looking really excited and waving at him. Nothing like a group of girls in a tower.
0: Nothing <laughs> to get your heart of pa- the car, like a-, a group of girls in a tower. A pack of Rapunzels. Ah!
1: Um, but you know what I mean, like it- exactly like you say. Everyone around them is
0: like, "Yeah, oh my god." What's the collective noun for Rapunzel? A tangle, tangle of Rapunzel. a tangle of Rapunzels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes um <laughs> the gaggle of gothels a blizzard of, of elses oh um a bouquet of bells <laughs> <laughs> A jingle of bells. Oh surely. no, that's better. Surely, yes. surely. No, only, only if they're cosplaying as the uh, bells enchanted Christmas version. Okay, okay, which is awful. Um, much like this movie appears to be. I want this to be good, but every yeah. sign this film is giving us through its trailers, through its marketing, and now through this preview clip is that it is just like Beauty and the Beast, a kind of flat reinterpretation of something that worked so much better in animation.
0: A bouquet of jasmine's. That's really good. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, it does in live action it doesn't quite sing. Especially considering and it, the and whole point of these things is like, oh, it's we've got all the technology now to do all that fantastical stuff in live action. It just looks mm. Yeah. And
1: get but it's just the mood of the song ultimately. I know Alan Menken was involved in this movie, uh, in terms of helping um advise on some of the, the the medleys and he helped write a new song for it, much I like he did with Beauty and the Beast. Um, and he's been doing a lot of the press because, of course, it's always really good to you Disney nerds if you can make sure Alan Menken's on the press tour. Well, quite. But this song has a very specific purpose, and this clip shows that it is not serving that purpose. No. in in the realm of the film itself, I'm I'm really not excited for this anymore in any way. Like I was, I was curious. that after beating the beast, I was like, I don't want any more of these, and then that second trailer came out the one where the GD actually, yeah, the, the most recent trailer the one where he's yeah. like I mean there's a lot of thingy and make me a prince I could just psh, make you a prince I was like good do you know what you've done you're focused on the Will Smith sense of humour here yeah yeah you're not trying to do Robin Williams which
0: is why yeah, when you cast someone as like, the genie you, you, you can't just get them to do Robin Williams impression oh like god no you get them yeah. to bring their own take on it that's why you cast that person as the genie
1: Trevor Dion Nichols is playing him in the West End again they're all kind of based the touring ones at the minute are all kind of based on James Engelhart's version but they've all put their own stamp and personality into it so as a result none of them feel you know like they're a copy and Will Smith so Will Smith is one of like dud films in the last 10 years and Will Smith is one of the charism- most charismatic people in Hollywood like he uses it yeah absolutely so use that although and he's those, failed those to use dialogue... it in recent years but keep <laughs> by true. continually
0: making terrible films
1: <laughs> but in those but come on like Seen the remember behind the scenes and the interviews leading up to Suicide Squad oh. didn't make you think the film was going to necessarily be incredible but it got your hopes up because you were like he's selling me on them having a real good time like this must be really fun um, yeah but it doesn't you know the, the, Will Smith's got great personality and you can use it and there's glimpses of it in the dialogue bits we've seen in the trailers there's Jeez. definitely glimpses of it Will Smith right Will Smith Will Smith pr- Fresh Prince musician not TV show Will Smith sang Summertime Right, he sang Miami. Like these are hype songs for summer and for drinking and parties and getting like into the best mood. Do he you know works I
0: mean?
1: clean. Like he works clean. He absolutely works clean. Um, Willennium. <laughs> there's a bit on that album where he basically Millennium. Because remember, do you remember without me, the Eminem track sort of makes a joke. Says Will Smith won't rap in his songs because they like, will fuck you. They like, sort of is like, oh okay, wow, unnecessary. Mm. In one of the tracks on Millennium he rebuts that by basically saying like like Grandma always said you never have to swear because only like, I can't remember the lyric but he's basically like only morons have to swear to make a point. It's like okay even his return his rebuttal was clean. It's a fair sentiment <laughs> but untrue. Untrue but I think the point he's making is he wanted to make fucking untrue. He wanted to make rap that was accessible yeah, yeah, to all ages. Exactly. Um, but like Will Smith has that he, he's got a charisma he can be a hype man Absolutely. I mean, for Christ's sake! Wow, wow! is a terrible movie, but you all know the damn song. Do you know what I mean? Like he can he can hype like crazy. This scene doesn't say hype, man. This scene says, "Hey, Will Smith, sing to this exact tune. We're gonna auto-tune it to fit a certain thing." And here's some very minimal choreography.
0: It just yeah, it's lifeless. Yeah, and maybe it'll work in context, but I'm not sure how. No, um, we'll see. We'll see. Well, there's always the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> mm. remember when Gus Van Sant did that shot for shot remake of Psycho oh Christ except he added what did he add I don't
1: know he he, he made it more um, on the nose that Norman was pleasuring himself when he was peering through the oh vein. okay that was like the one sure. thing they added to it sure 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 sure, sure, like sure, like sure. they saw he, Vince Vaughn is sort of making more noises and he's clearly moving his arm sure. and it's just oh that's gross because there's yeah. no hint of that in the original it's just, God, the, the, the voyeur thing's creepy enough. It's like, yeah. imagine someone... Also, they wouldn't Some have been able to get away with it Someone could be watching you shower and, like, jerking off. Like, that was the, that was the creepy suggestion in the original.
0: I'm jerking off. In this,
1: he's just straight up jerking. Yeah.
0: just Anyway, speaking of jerking... Pounding it. Just... Just pounding it. Um, Now that's out of the way. <laughs> yeah, so, speaking of jerking... Pikachu, Pikachu. Yeah. Let's <laughs> I can't let's, think of... let's jerk off Pikachu. Well, um, someone, someone fingered him apparently. Oh well, I don't know what what is. Mm. There's a line in I the mean, movie where he says like, people go... never
1: speak to me. They always sort of pat me on the head, squeeze my cheeks, put their finger in me, and then he moves on. And it's like, wait, <laughs> that slipped in there. What, what did speak? he just? Say? I wonder how many lines in this movie, uh, certain Pikachu lines, were just Ryan improvising in the voice booth, and they were. That's funny. We're keeping that. Apparently,
0: in. there's a lot of like not-safe-for-children stuff that was recorded. Oh, I can imagine. With just, like, letting Ryan Reynolds run loose on it.
1: I mean, there's a bit where he threatens to stab an apon with a knife. Yep. We well, he suggests using a knife to stab yep. an apon. It's like, what yep. the
0: hell? Um, so let's do some brief non-spoilery thoughts on Detective Pikachu. You, you've you probably already <laughs> watched our uh, video review on YouTube, also starring um, some of the former Vibe fans, lads. Yes. Um, the FF. F F W F L, F F W F L. The
1: the waffle that <laughs> describes them all beautifully as a collective. Waffle.
0: A waffle. The waffle of five hundred fans. Lance. A waffle of five hundred fans. <laughs> um. uh Yeah. How does it up? You dug it. Sum it up. I really you dug really it. I really dug it. I really dug it. I I acknowledge that it is almost <laughs> entirely unoriginal and pretty formulaic, but it. Attacks it. It attacks you with such joy, and is made with such love for the the world that it's building, um, and the world it takes place in. That it just, it just made me feel happy. It made me feel <laughs> warm and happy inside, and I didn't even need to ruin a pair of pants to do it. Oh dear! You know what I mean. I came out of the cinema clean, which is good because there were a lot of children in there, so. Could have been embarrassing. It could have been very embarrassing. Still
1: not as bad as what half a Pikachu said, so that's fine. No, no. I I thought it had a convoluted plot beyond a certain point for a simple film, and I thought the third act was an absolute dud. Lies, but but I love the ne- I love the noir tone. I love the neon color palette. I love the eighties oh, Blade Runner movie. I love the first two acts like a lot. It it's it won me over. So much the stuff, to, there's stuff to enjoy for me still in that last sort of twenty five minutes. But it, it it lost me a little bit once you start once you start thinking about the 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 plot of of the sort of oh the,
0: Christ Chris you can't think yeah, about this it's it's
1: it makes no damn sense whatsoever <laughs> no it
0: does it does it does
1: well well we'll get into it yeah, we'll get into it yeah. but uh other than that cast wise pretty damn great oh yeah Justice Smith aside from some of the more Lip quivery moments is really solid. Couple, no, I, I like a his couple stuff. I don't know. I, I, sometimes I, it felt a little bit like he was sort of trying to get a tear out and couldn't quite. To the, to and it was is, like, oh, justice, come on! This is a broad,
0: broad, broad ass kids' movie. Yeah. Like, the end, oh, the end. yeah. And oh, so, how, how
1: bleak is it at the top? It's like, like, Beyond, bleak beyond at the, the top, prologue, actually. it's so... well, prologue included to a point, but beyond the prologue, it's so bleak.
0: Yeah.
1: It, like right up until the Pikachu arrives. It's a
0: really bleak movie. You get a brief bit of comic relief with a Psyduck. Yeah, and that's it. But I mean, the emotions <laughs> generally are just like very broad mm. because they're aiming for an audience that is not a clue what's going on. They just come in to see the shiny Pokemons. Yeah,
1: see them doing their Pokemon things. We you, you do get that. So the basic plot um, is uh, I Tim. Think got a lot of heart. Tim learns of the death of his father, Tim Goodman, uh, Detective Goodman, in a uh, car crash in Rhyme City. So travels out to Rhyme City away from his accounting job to deal with the affairs. And... He's an insurance
0: adjuster. Yeah. Which I think is fantastic. It's like, <laughs> like because you are the really protagonist of think... this kid's movie an insurance adjuster. It's also the fact that, that you, never so really, you never really you never really think of that in Pokemon, do you? No. Anyone,
1: anyone you meet career specific in the games or cartoon or whatever are always like, you know, the most mundane thing is not mundane at all. It's like, I'm a farmer. I'm a fisher. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I I, provide food. I run this power plant. Like, it's always like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. Quick, quick side oh, question.
0: Whereas in this, I'm an accountant. I'm quick, the main character. Quick side question. Do we think people eat Pokemon or is everyone vegetarian?
1: Uh, I think, I'm sure the anime did an episode where people were selling Pokemon on the black market to be eaten. But they never get to the point of it being eaten. I'm pretty sure that's a plot that has done the rounds. Yeah, can you I'm, get... su- I'm sure in the early gen games you
0: can like eat certain things at some points that are named after Pokemon. Can't... Yeah, but the, they're not. They don't think they contain those Pokemon. Like, well... if you eat a burger in the Pokemon world, is it made out of a Taros or a Miltank? I hope not. You can drink Miltank milk. <laughs> Can't you eat Magikarp scale? Isn't that like a power
1: up or something? Uh, Slowpoke tails. Po- oh my god! Oh, but then they they're, grow they're, back? Yeah, because they. So, but that means they would get chopped off! Yeah. Well, that means you're either finding that one in a, the mud and eating it, or you're cutting them off. That's a plot point in Golden Silver. That's horrifying. Team so oh. Rocket are cutting off Slowpox Tail. Yes! Oh god, it is, isn't it? Because, oh. It's like middle of the game, isn't it? That's sort of like the
0: middle of the it's, game. It's like the you're going to foil a mob plot. It's the, it's the, <laughs> the early. Um, well, it's one of the early dungeons, like after the first. before the second gym leader. Oh my god.
1: That's like. Play Crystal and I want to play it again now. Damn it. You should. I hope it's ca- fucking great. I hope the cartridge hasn't burned out. Get yourself a I've been quite, I've been quite quite virtual, virtual console. I've been quite lucky. My um, my red cartridge still works as of last year. Hold it close. Don't ever so, let it go. Back we'll up the save
0: while you can. <laughs> I'm going to have to find a way to back up that save for you. I have no idea how. I can do it from a Game Boy Advance cartridge, but not a Game Boy or Game Boy Color cartridge. I don't have the hardware. I do not have the hardware. You're doing it through
1: a Game Boy Advance, though. No. okay. Because so I was going to say, if it goes through the console, we just...
0: No, I, 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 I can back up my gameboy Advance stuff via my DS. You crazy kids with your dirt and your filth. I know, right? Anyway, we're getting so off-topic because we're talking about Pokemon. Um... <laughs> we're getting off-topic with Pokemon. Talking yes. about Pokemon.
1: Missing Dad. Um... Uh, Tim goes to basically like sort the, the mail and pack away the apartment and all that
0: good shit. They have a they have a they they have an estranged relationship as well. Yeah, the it's police important. chief played pie bloody Ken Watanabe. Ken Watanabe Just rocking up in this, you with know his, with his snubble.
1: With his, his freaking adorable snubble, his grumpy goes. And then at the very end of the scene, just that as he gets yeah. a tickle. Um Uh he sort of was like, Your dad was a good cop and I know you two weren't close, but he did love you, honestly, and Tim's like, I oh, don't shit. And he meets a mysterious reporter who's actually an intern for a news network called CNN, which was really confusing. Catherine Newton, yes, which is really confusing because the first like half an hour of the movie, I was like, are they saying CNN?
0: Yeah, I know, right? What on
1: earth, like CNN? Um, it's in Rhyme City, a city where Pokemon battles are outlawed, uh, and the relationship between people and Pokemon in that city is everyone has a Pokemon partner, um, and they work together. So,
0: yeah, no Pokemon ball, no Pokeballs allowed. Yeah. Nil um, Pio It's, it's um, all partnerships with Pokemon, living together with Pokemon. Which means,
1: which means you get to have some fantastic settings for a noir movie. You've got informants, who are Mr. Mime. Yep. Who <laughs> obviously are not going to spill the beans because they don't freaking talk. You've got Pokemon Underground Battles. Yep. You've got performance-enhancing drugs being sold on the streets. Oh, yeah. You... Like, it's a full-on noir, and it opens with the death of a character, and someone's investigating the death. Because when Tim arrives at the apartment, he's not alone. A Pikachu, wearing a little deerstalker. So cute. ...is also Just there.
0: ridiculously cute.
1: Not only was it Detective Goodman's partner... But Tim can understand it and it can understand him. Because Pokemon, for those who don't know, I mean, it's been 20 odd years of it being around in the West, was, I'm surprised. I was
0: speaking to a colleague at work today who asked me what Detective Pikachu was.
1: And he went, fun. And then disappeared in a puff of smoke. I
0: was like, it's <laughs> been advertised everywhere for the last three months. It was like, I've been studying. What? Yeah? Have you not sat outside, set your foot? Have you not walked outside your door know, and looked at the side of a bus? <laughs> the fuck?
1: Um well yeah. they're they're missing out on all the highfalutin' fun of a Pokemon that speaks. Oh. But only to Tim. Only Tim can understand Tim. him. So Tim at first thinks he's going insane, but then realizes, hang on, this was my dad's partner. This was is Harry, isn't it? it? Was his dad. Harry Goodman. Harry Goodman. This was Harry's partner, and if he survived the crash, maybe my dad did too, he's got a point. So they go in to investigate and try and find out what happened to Tim's dad and what it has to do. With the head of Rhyme City's biggest company, and a certain Pokemon of notorious position, uh, and the facility that was experimenting on it out of town, so it's in our movie with some sci-fi shit and some wacky adorable creatures. Um, top ten cutest Pokemon. Spoiler alert: they're all they're cute. All
0: cute. <laughs> Great gag.
1: Um, it's. It's a lot of fun, and again... It is a lot of fun. It is... It's hands down, to me... And I've not seen them all, but it's hands Uh, down to me the best video game movie ever made. Oh, yeah. Because it's actually fun and a decent film. It's also a kid's movie, which you don't really... Oh, yeah. You don't really get... When video game movie adaptations happen, they're usually aimed at teenagers or people who are older. Yeah. In this case, it's squarely aimed at children, and children at heart who've grown up with the franchise... It focuses a lot more on first-generation Pokemon, visually, mm-hmm. um, so as to, you know, strike a call with multiple generations of fans or parents or older siblings yeah. who are aware of Pokemon. Though there are quite a few Pokemon from the second, third, and fourth generations in it as well. Uh, and fifth. Some fifth... And even sixth. So they're in there. They're all about... There's probably... Uh, if we were to ratio it, there's probably, like, 30 from Gen 1... Ten from Gen two, two or three from the
0: preceding generation. I don't know if you can even um, break it down that much. There's like there's about sixty Pokemon, and it's just a pretty good mix. Yeah, it's not just they're not just going for all the old nostalgic favorites. So although pretty much all the old nostalgic favorites are in there, your OG starters are in there. Oh yeah, but um, also some of the other Gen starters and yeah, no Meowth though. Got no to say me I elf. was a bit sad to see a lack of no Meowth. Me we did get cat Pokemon, but no Meowth. Yeah, there was there was a. I wonder what's it called? A uh... little black and white thing, isn't it? Not light. It's not lipard, no. it's what evolves into lipard. <laughs>
1: uh... <laughs> this is where I got lost with some of the I can't later remember. ones. I, can't I was like, remember. what are those yellow spider things running up and down the... Joltix. Joltix. okay, that makes sense. They're,
0: um, they're electric type spiders. I do not want to find them they, in my home. And they evolve into Galvantula.
1: Oh, I hate the name already.
0: Oh, yeah. Does it still only have four legs?
1: Yes. I can deal with that. I can kick them over if it comes yes. at me.
0: Uh, Eight legs, uh, a little harder
1: to sweep. Yeah, well... Four legs, uh, a little easier. Just take out one side and then bop it on the head. Emolga's the little flying squirrel ones, Yeah, they're, they're, um, they're from Gen 5 as well. And Did they're also I noticed as well. There were... I saw a few of these where you saw the first gen... Uh, the, the first um, evolution and the third evolution but not the middle one. Yeah, but I don't think we saw a Charmeleon. No Charmeleon, no War total. Um... We didn't see. There's another one. Oh, we saw Gengar, but we didn't see Ghastly. or Haunter or Haunter for that. Haunter. Uh, as far as like the vocals go, they're more animal sounds, but the the yeah. sort of the name the name um, cries are in there. And as you pointed out, it's because there's sort of a mix of animal noise and the Game Boy or, yeah. or DS sound. Well, effects
0: for the, them. the 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 um, the sort of in-game cries are sort of more of the. <clears throat> Yeah. All that sort of stuff. They're more of the inspiration, but there is a bit of the voice in there. But to be fair, the <laughs> the anime is also very inconsistent with what Pokemon say what as well. Yeah. So it's not really a bit a big deal. Uh
1: however, I can only give it one out of ten because there wasn't a squirtle in a pair
0: of ridiculous sunglasses at any point. That's true. Many squirtles. There, w- there was a
1: squirtle squad, but they
0: weren't the squirtle squad. Many squirtles, so. no sunglasses. Um, um Do we get Pokemon Battles, Matt? Yes. A bit. A bit.
1: Do we get a Pokeball or Pokemon being caught? Sort of. Do we get to see uh, any classic characters or locations from the games? Sort of. Is it an adaptation outright of Detective Pikachu for the 3DS, only available to play in 2D? Uh,
0: Pretty much. Kinda. 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 It's the same basic plot, but with a lot of characters streamlined and side plots cut.
1: Yeah. Which I think strikes as a perfect time to go into spoilers. Spoiler territory. Last chance, folks! Uh, if you want to know spoiler, sort of spoiler-free conclusion, go go have a watch. Don't don't rush out if you don't have the time. But all the same, if you're a fan of Pokemon, there is something in this for you. You will get a kick out. Of Let's this.
0: list all of the Pokemon in order of cuteness and appearance. Spoiler alert: they're
1: all cute, but um, they don't all appear. That's true. This was a very funny movie. It's very funny. Well, it was really. funny. You have
0: Ryan Reynolds in the lead. How can it not be funny? Now not you in may, the lead you may be thinking, supporting voice artist. Title character. Title character. You may well.
1: The title is actually Pokemon Detective Pikachu, not Pokemon Detective Pikachu. It's Pokemon Detective um, Pikachu, <laughs> because Japan. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you're still here, that means you've already seen the movie, or you just don't mind spoilers. So yeah, um yeah. I'm gonna say it now. I called Ryan Reynolds on screen involvement the moment we saw the first glimpse of Harry, and I was like it's weird, they're not showing us his face yeah, or, or I thought that was what weird. he's going through. And then That's gonna be Ryan Reynolds, isn't it? <laughs> it, just, it, was it I just like that's gonna be Ryan Reynolds. And not because I put two and two together with like why it would be, I just assumed like they're taking great lengths to not show him. Yeah. That's gonna be Ryan Reynolds. Because he's the only person who I know is in this film that they might try and save for later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there'd be no other reason to cover up someone else's face and then reveal them. Um, problem was, when that happened toward the end, it just felt like a Grindelwald at the end of the first Fantastic Beasts moment. It was just like, so? <laughs> like, why?
0: Are you heartless, Christopher? Yes!
1: Yes, I am. It was sweet. Yes, I am. I had to watch a shitload of loudreds warbling. Oh, Did you know the effects team had so long conversations loudrids. trying to figure out where their organs would be?
0: Yeah, I can believe that. Because what's great
1: about the design in this is they, they don't try to do... Like, and again, there's nothing wrong with this. There's wonderful artists. There's one on Instagram in particular that I follow who tries to sort of do
0: natural pictures of Pokemon. Who may have been one of the designers on this. Could have been. They they've got people fan people who've done fan art yeah. of realistic looking Pokemon have gone on to be character designers for this film.
1: Oh, like sort of in advisory capacities and, and doing. stuff. They just hired them as,
0: as, as character designers. I wonder.
1: I'm I, I, I not about finding because I follow quite a few people on Instagram. I'll try and find him. But it's um, he, it's wonderful what he does because again he just sort of goes right. So Caterpie. What the hell would that actually look like if it were real? It Let's like go, a, and it, it creates, like a, you know,
0: an insectoid. It, it would look like a glowworm. You remember glowworms, the, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. the 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 <laughs> cuddlies that had lights inside them? It looked I like remember that. Them. That's what I think it would look like. I remember that. Um, but yeah, we just get to. It's there's just they they don't a go they don't go joy. all that
1: way, do they? They don't go no. the full way for that. They they kind of find a happy medium in because they've still got to be cute. Yeah. So what they do is they go they sort of go the Roger Rabbit route. Yeah but give him realistic textures yes so Pikachu is furry yes Jigglypuff is furry people forget
0: that Pokemon which is freak, freak people furry out. a lot of time I think <laughs> which
1: freaked people out because like I thought Jigglypuff was like a balloon it's like well, well yeah, yeah but it but... like, can still have fur <laughs> Squirtle has got a very kind of amphibian yeah. texture to its skin and yeah Charizard and Charm Charmander are sort of slightly scaly. Scale, well, yeah. Charizard, particularly Charizard. Yeah, the yeah. the
0: Charmander we see is is a, is a bit smoother. Yeah. Um, Ditto is horrifying. Oh my and... god! Right again,
1: I quite kind of called it early on. They show a Ditto at the TV studio. Yeah. Uh, just hanging out, and then when Thingy's getting off the stage, it changed into like a stagehand and helps him off the
0: stage. Yeah, because the Bill Maher character is wheelchair-bound, so yeah. he has a helper, which probably I, is a
1: ditto to consider to be human. Well, yeah, although we we have led to believe early on it's just there, aren't we? Yeah. It's just one of the workers in the studio. Um, but I realised later, like, oh, that's the moment it takes the son away and kidnaps him Yeah, and replaces him. Because the majority of the film, you're led to believe that the son of the billionaire... Is the villain, which he is in the game, which he is in the game. So it was done on purpose to yeah. to sort of play with fans of the original game. Um, but it's hilarious because every time he rocks up on screen, we just wet ourselves laughing because he's there in these massive aviator shades. And he never speaks, which on reflection makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. But at the time... When he's doing hilarious. evil
0: stuff it's just like... He just rocks up and smirks. Grims. It's, it's like... like, oh, you piece of shit. I love it. This is hilariously terrible um, and they but... know it and they're indulging in it. But then later on, he takes the shades off. And he's got tiny little
1: dots for eyes. Tiny little beady ditto eyes. <laughs> which is great because that is a carryover from the uh, the anime, yeah. isn't it? When Ditto transforms into things, it's got little Ditto eyes. Yeah. Unless it's really trained itself and it like it really honed its abilities. It has, a, it has a Ditto face. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, my God. very
0: good. Remember? Very I remember good. it turned
1: into Ash in one of the episodes, and it's just a tiny little dot eyes, a little live mouth. It's like, what the yeah. hell? Like, you, this... you get to see that, motherfuckers, in live action. Yeah. And it's yep.
0: Terrifying. it's terrifying. Uh... Also, did they kill the Ditto in this? Because um, the what Ditto sort it? of loses I mean... its shape, doesn't it? And it looks like it might be dead. Yeah, what did they do to it? I can't remember what they did. They put something on it. I think <laughs> a, a, few, a few characters get
1: bumped off in this.
0: Yeah. Um, well, Rita Aura gets thrown into a door. Yeah. But we don't see it. But it's it's we implied see the hologram. That she's yeah. Um,
1: and it's implied that everyone at that facility is murdered. Yeah.
0: Um, by either, the either by. Of... Mu- well,
1: we think it's by the escape of Mewtwo, but it's possible that the Greninjas were just sort of yeah. not. Because the Greninjas were sent after Harry, but they're not tameable that's why they keep getting locked up and put away i think they are tameable they're they're controlled they're just what was their genetic thing then did they have i one? think they were just stronger okay because that was the thing uh, the greninjas were sort of played as like a creepy reveal but we'd seen a couple of them wandering around the city earlier on in the yeah time. i think i think the ones from the facility were just stronger okay um creepy little uh sort of well, actually, I've seen enough hentai. Um, creepy little tongue moment. Yeah, them. poor
0: Catherine Newton getting wrapped in a in a in a Greninja tongue. In a gross tongue. There's a lot of tongue jokes in this. Lot of tongue. Spe- speaking of, just uh Justice with getting licky tongues trying right, with a, a practical effect. Oh. Um, apparently
1: I think we talked about this on Sunday, didn't we? But the Pokemon company didn't like that. No. They, did, they didn't like that gag, and they, because um, some of the effects and some of the production team have been talking this week about working with the Pokemon movie to make the film feel as authentic to the games and yeah. to the world as possible. Uh, and
0: there's a little nods. Which shows, like, oh, that's yeah. why the film is so enjoyable because oh, the it was designs, made with love.
1: The cities uh, reflect the sort of environments you go to in the games. Yeah. Like, the, the, the majority of this one, in terms of its city streets, was shot in London. And so it which kind of it shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they even leave a few London buildings in the skyline for for shits and Giggles. Like well, well, the, the you... Gherkin's really prominent and in the, a section um, that is
0: essentially Canary Wharf. The train station has a London Underground style. Yeah, station which, which name. the
1: games do kind of have that sort of yeah, the yeah, yeah. the they, they they base it on real life
0: stuff and simplify it. Be interested um, to see if, if any of that gets called back to in the next set of Pokemon games, because they're set in a, in a UK in Pokemon... slash. Yeah, sort of Western Europe kind of. I think allegory. it's just straight up UK because they've already done France oh, yeah. in Gen Six.
1: Oh yeah. Um, there there's a few nods like that. I mean, the tiny town that Tim comes from looks very much like a, a real <laughs> version of like you know you you've uh, Palette Town sort yeah. of environment. Um, but uh, what the hell was we going out with this with the environment? Oh yeah, so the Pokemon Company obviously were like, yeah, I'll do this that and the other, and they were delighted that they were going for the more cartoony look for the Pokemon to keep yeah. them realistic compared to people's expectations yeah. and, and they like what they did with Pikachu. Pikachu is a marvel of, P- of the face. He looks gorgeous. Just really there's well like, There's like a couple of shots where he sort of looks like he's been composited and it looks composited but they're usually shots without <laughs> other people in them. Yeah. So it's like live action shot and he's been put in there. When he's interacting with others with the lighting he looks great. But the Pokemon company had some beef and the beef was so weird. One bits of beef they had was Lickitung looking uh, Tim on the face <laughs> and that weird little moment because they were like oh that's <laughs> a... That, that's unpleasant, they said. They it was yeah, unpleasant. it is
0: unpleasant. It's also really funny. Yeah, it's like that's the joke.
1: The <laughs> jo- the, and, and the thing is, the joke is in that moment, this is derpy Lickitung, just walks like... up to him, licks his face, and then as he uses the seat cover to wipe the slime off his but cheek, it's, it... it's just like that, and he just wanders off. And he's like, Is this, is is this that, Pokemon is, is with is the with
0: that this Lickitung just comes up to him, looks at him, and then just unrolls its tongue? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then gives him a slow, languid lick. Right across his chops. Slimes him. But it's then like, that's just how Lickitung says hello. But as
1: a plot point, then, <laughs> it made sense later retroactively. Because Pikachu explains to Tim, we don't understand you outright, but we we, we understand yeah. what you're feeling.
0: The communication between people and Pokemon is not linguistic, it's more empathic.
1: Yeah, which, which no one really knows for sure. Like, Pikachu's the first person to just outright say it to him, like, that's what it is. So on reflection, that lickerton knew that he was going through the loss of his dad and processing it and came over to check on him, and be like, You good? You good, buddy? Hey buddy. You okay now? Uh, you happy? Thanks. Which just makes that lickerton more like a dog, which is even cuter. Yeah. Um And
0: we got we get plenty of dog Pokemon in this as well. Oh, Growlings yeah, and Arcanines working for the police. Arcanines working for yeah. the police, along with the Snubble. Snubble. Um, yeah! Oh,
1: all well, the dogs were with the, with the lower enforcement. Yeah. a shot cute. where you see
0: a bunch of police going into the station, and they've all got, like, dog Pokemon with yeah, them. Yeah, that was cute. There's I think there was a... I think... A, I, think I might be wrong. I'm sure I saw a policeman with Flareon at one point. You yeah, do you see we, a Flareon. I don't think and we, see a see.
1: On. we see an Eevee turn into a Flareon. Yes. Dog, and I'm sure we see a Flareon out in the world at one point. Possibly. I'm
0: going to see if I can find a list of all the, of all the Pokemon that appear in... Um... Detective Carry another, on.
1: Another thing they didn't like, apparently, was the
0: inclusion
1: of Mr. Mime. Yeah, they
0: uh, the, Rob Letterman, the director, really had to fight for Mr. Mime. And the reason why, they, they were giving like the, the, the Pokemon company's
1: reason for not wanting Mr. Mime was just because they didn't understand why they would want to use him. And they had to keep explaining. We've got a set piece. We've got a gag based around his miming ability and the fact that he's a mime. Like, that's why we want to use him. We have a joke about trying to get information out of a key witness, and they can only mime. That's why we want to use him. And they just just didn't get it. And it's like, what? Now, of course, that could just be the executives that they dealt with at the Pokemon Company. Lord knows, a lot of people high up in creative companies tend to not have any creative bone in their body anymore, or, or never had it in the first place. They're just in charge, and get paid more than anyone else. But At the same time, maybe it's just a cultural divide. Maybe it's just a humour thing. The same way that certain things in co-financed Hollywood and Chinese uh, movie studio blockbusters have certain gags that feel out of place here. The other day, watching Pacific Rim with Lucy, which I believe was a co-production with a Chinese company. um, It's definitely a Guillermo del Toro film, but it's got a lot more kind of straightforward, jokey, and sort of bland joke set-up moments in it. Because apparently Chinese markets love broader humour. And stuff about embarrassment. They love embarrassing jokes. They're hilarious. There's a scene in Pacific Rim, which is almost exactly the same as a scene in The Meg, which is our Asian protagonist yeah. catches the male um, Western protagonist getting changed. They watch them for just a second and then yeah. go, oh, no, 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 I mustn't look. And it's like that little coy. Apparently in, in uh, China, parts of Japan, and a few other countries uh, out within you know the region of Asia and, and, and sort of uh, Eastern Europe. Apparently, that humour like breaks people's um, just sort of it sends them into a frenzy. They think that's the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> like people being coy about perving on someone is the funniest shit in the world. Yeah, and especially if it's an innocent character with morals. And it's like okay. Whereas over here, that moment sort makes you go, all right. That's kind of cute, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's so sweet. Um, so maybe it's just a divide. Maybe just the Asian audience is like, I don't... But mime comedy, I don't I don't get it. Which, you know, technically, so what we all have in common, normally. Mimes. I don't get it. The Mr. Mime gag was so dark. And it it was so dark.
0: And they put a lot of it in the trailer, but so not of it wasn't. Oh, you don't, don't see where it goes so in the trailer. Like, they, they go... All the way in with it. It's beautiful. All the way in. It's like it starts to interrogate the mime by
1: miming pouring gasoline all over him, and Mr. Mime is freaking out. And then they accidentally drop the mime match when they high five at the and end of the scene. It doesn't cut back to it. It doesn't it show cuts it. You don't see it. It just, what happens. Happens. It just shows their their faces. They realise what they've done, and the Mr. Mime's horrid, five reaction <laughs> in the background as he's watching something get closer
0: to him, and then it cuts <laughs> away. <laughs> It's oh! like, oh, that's so grim. It's good. That is so grim. Here here is a list of <laughs> a lot of the Pokemon that appear in the background of of uh Demetri- Pokemon Detective Biju. And I'll tell you I'll tell you
1: who my, my favourite one is now off the bat, who only made one very brief appearance in one moment in like two shots. That, that was Togepi. We very briefly I saw a toga. Completely togepi. missed the
0: toga. for uh, this, I it, believe it's, when, it's in there, but I'm when
1: when the guy who's the head it. of the, the underground fighting ring is confronting him first oh, okay. the first time, there's a sort of crowd of people either side of him, and on the right, right in front, is somebody cradling a toga. that just looks oh. really concerned. Oh. But
0: that's all we see of it, and I'm like, God damn it! I love toga. Show shows more toga. We see arcanines. Yes, we do. We see ordenos. Which ones are ordinos? They're the big pink. Um... Big pink ones with like fluffy white-tipped ears. Oh
1: um, yes, they bit, yeah. Uh, they
0: look a bit like, um, like a Digimon. They look more like a Digimon. Like a Pokemon. bit moominy. They're Sort of wandering yeah. around a bit. Yeah, I remember yeah, they're, seeing that. They're they're um they're supposed to be like they're like used as medics and stuff and, and healers. They're okay, like which is some of this setup as well, yeah. like healing Pokemon. Um, Blastoise, of course. Bufalon, which is the big buffalo Pokemon we see at the beginning in the yeah, beginning There's fields. So many fucking like top ten Pokemon we found.
1: Oh you're yeah, top things you missed keep saying a Taurus. They're it's not like Taurus. They're not Taurus. They're Bufalons. They're Bufalons, um, motherfuckers. Even right. I know that. Maybe I only know that just because I'm a Gen 1 and Gen 2 person. Yes. Like, I know what a
0: Tauros looks like. And it ain't that, that is not a Tauros. So. I don't see a
1: whipped multi-pronged tail,
0: motherfuckers. I don't, see,
1: I don't see a dope-ass mane round its shoulders in I know Tauros.
0: And you, sir, I know Tauros. Good day, and um, damn your eyes. bravery. Eh? Is the big eagle, the big blue eagle looking fucking thing. Yeah. Um, Speaking well,
1: of big blue eagle, did you spot the Lugia, uh, Lugia I balloon? I didn't spot the Lugia balloon. It was just a big ass Lugia balloon in the back oh, of one yeah. shot. I was like, no, give it a glory <laughs> shot. My balloons! Um... Drifloon is not in this, thank God. Bulbasaur. Maybe it was, or we just never spotted it. I didn't spot a Drifloon. <laughs> uh, Bulbasaur, a pack of obviously. Bulbasaur's, were um,
0: adorable. A pack of Bulbasaur's with the little chirrupy sounds. Oh,
1: the little one that didn't quite catch up, and then just like, yeah, like trundled up um, to the rest of them. That was that got a collective awe from a room full of grown adults and four children.
0: Charmander, obviously, he's yeah, helping the, cute the street with his with his flamey tail. Yeah, he was. Um, <laughs> oh. This one, this one was a, was a was a tricky. I didn't spot this one, but apparently, Comfey's in there somewhere. Who? Comfey is a little. Oh, um, thank God. Oh, I, I it uh, Um, it's a play on Comfey and Faye, as in fairy. Okay. It's like, it's like a wreath, a flower wreath, but it's also a fairy. So um, a fla- a fairy yeah. No hang on. They're really
1: small. Yeah. Yeah, uh, when the Bulbasaurs were leading them to the no, thingy. No, not the... Not no, the, no, no, they were those, they were those like, mushroomy the things. The mushroom ones. But in the foreground of one of the shots in soft focus, there <laughs> uh, were sort of, like, little flower chains that around by their end. Yeah, own. they're
0: like flower chains. Yeah. yeah. They're a Gen 7 but one. I think they're probably the most recent one that's in there.
1: Hot dicky. Um, dojo Yeah, they're, they're, only, they're literally in that, that, that one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dojo Do- was it? There were quite a few dojo I'm sure there was a Dodrio in there as well. Uh...
0: Possibly, but it doesn't. I'm oh, sure yeah, that, Dodrio was. Well I'm
1: there. sure because be, the, the Dodrio was wandering around in the field and stuff at the beginning, and I'm sure there was a Dodrio in the in the city when he first arrives and he gets out of the station. Yes, um, it's, with his scary looking fucking frowny faces.
0: Molga, with the the cool the cute little flying squirrel types. Yeah. They're yeah. also an electric type, a bit like Pikachu. There's a lot of electric mice, electric rodents in. Pokemon. There's a lot of those. I, I it's, it's a thing. I guess. I, spe- um, I guess when
1: you're up to like 800 of Pokemon, you do tend to run
0: out of sort of new combos. Yeah. And go, right, Right Sonic. M- rodents are electric. Rodents are electric. <laughs> That's now. a rule now. Uh, Flabebe, which are little <laughs> fairies that ride on flowers. Yes. So yeah. Um, Gengar, obviously.
1: That was cool. Yeah. That was very cool. cool we never really got to see it solid no. at any moment. But it was that's it fine. was it was cool to see his gnarly that's little fine. face, um, and a spiky purple cloud of
0: death. Golurk, which is the giant golem thing with the big iron band on its on the, across the crack on its chest.
1: Yeah, um, the Ditto turned into one briefly, didn't it? Like for a moment, possibly. But you see, no, one, no, I'm thinking of the you see one, one working as
0: like door security at one of the buildings. Yeah, no, that's, yes, um, yeah. I this that. One is a crowd scene where it's like walking it's towering above everyone. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> um, I, know, I remember it now. Yeah. Uh, like... Growlithe, uh, police dogs, obviously. Gyarados <laughs> in a great uh, gag. Really, uh, I've forcibly evolved the, the magic card like kicking it. And it's
1: the fact that the Charizard wakes up from the uh, from like the high of, of the narcotic, and yeah. then like has almost that look on his face. You're like, what was I doing? And then it looks so up sees the Gyarados It's like, what? Why is this happening? <laughs> and, then it, and then they'll get washed out of the building. And then it
0: does the sort of almost dog like. um yeah, the the um, what do we call it? Submissive behavior. Yeah, and it's for it it's, it, its head pulls down, it down giant and it's like, oh, sea no, serpent no, blasts it. everyone out of the room with a water spray. <laughs> um, Jigglypuff, see so it lulling someone to sleep in the cafe. Yeah, and looking uh, really annoyed that he's not listening to it singing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like you're singing, but you're asleep. Uh, Joltic, the little electric spiders yes, crawling yeah. across power lines and all that kind of thing. Crabby, <laughs> there's a crabby in there somewhere. Didn't spot the crabby. Um, Licky tongue, obviously. Yeah. Loud red are the, being used as living speakers at which the underground Apparently, I mean, that
1: DJ's a real life DJ, and he was yeah. playing himself. I think so. Which really confuses. He me. also.
0: No, no, I don't know if he's playing himself, but he dubs himself in his native language dub. What do you mean? In, in some of the games? No, in in the film. So when the film's been dubbed into into his native language, right. he dubs he does himself like Ken Watanabe dubs himself in the Japanese dub. Oh, okay. All right of no, really. getting a local like access to them. Um, Machamp. We see one directing traffic, and yes. we see ditto um, turn into one. Ditto turn into, into one. And the only time it says ditto is a Machamp before it punches him out of the window, yes. <laughs> which I thought was great. Ditto, ditto. <laughs> uh, Machoke. Uh, is yeah, I spotted the Machoke.
1: Spotted Machoke. It was one on the crowd scenes.
0: Uh, oh, Art. and there was one at the uh, there was one at the fighting ring. Yes. Uh, Magikarp, obviously. Great cameo from um, Magikarp. Moorlul, which are the little glowy mushrooms, yeah, that follow the, uh, that follow the Bulbasaur's. Um, There's a late episode of the anime. We're talking like recent years with the Moorlul. It would have been because they're a it's gen like
1: it's like the it's like the one, one I've seen where they basically like brainwash everybody in the school. To suck their energy.
0: Ooh.
1: And then it's like. Oh god that's sinister as hell. And then in the end you find out. that Because Ash basically sacrifices himself to them. Oh. Before it reveals that it's not killing anyone. It's just taking their energy and making them sleep. And they use it to grow a tree. And the morals on that tree evolve into whatever's next. Nice. And at the end everyone's like. Oh that's all they wanted. It's like. I'm sorry. That was creepy. That was creepy. <laughs> Why are we all happy? Um, yeah, that's the thing. Maul holes everybody. It's an octillery. So the, uh, that's the uh, in old... the market, it's the octopus. Yeah, is that the red one? Yeah, the, the red old, octopus, pouty mouth. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, you see that in the street market scene? Panchams, which are the little pandas, they're cute as anything. And then Pangoro, which is the big one. Yes, yeah, um, like that was cute. <laughs> the fact that you see a couple of Panchams climbing over the Pangoro and one falls and he just catches it. Yes, yeah, like a like a knackered dad yeah. with twenty kids. It's very very cute. <laughs> um, pidgeot Yeah, you see a lot of pidgeots flying around. Oh, that was another um, one I was thinking, because I'm sure you see Pidgey in that same flock. You might do. But no Pidgeotto. Pidge- Pidgeots have the head plume. That's the difference. Yeah, they've got
1: the big yellow and pink. Because um, Pidgeotto's just got the little pink one, hasn't it? Like a little pink yeah. sort of mullet.
0: Uh, Purloin, <laughs> which is the little purple cat that I was trying to think of the name of before we see one of them foiling someone around. Perloin. Rattata. Yeah, um,
1: again, not focused on, but just but scurrying just around there. at the docks. Because um, you, you got a dock scene. You need some rats around the, c- around the, the crate. Ruff- oh,
0: we don't have rats. we got a rat at us. you got Rufflet, which is the baby version of Braviary. Yes. It's like a little chick with a big fluffy head. Yeah. A fluffy white head. Uh, slacking, which is the giant sloth. Oh, there was Snoozy. Every
1: single one of them was sleepy. It, yeah.
0: Yeah. They have, an, they have an ability in the games. They have an um which means that they only act every other turn. Oh, fair enough. Because they're so sleepy.
1: <laughs> but I'm guessing it's a pretty devastating attack. It's a
0: pretty... It's a pretty no, it doesn't matter what attack it uses, it only acts at every other turn. Okay. But yeah, they're pretty strong. Um, Snorlax. Again, you just see one snoozing in the middle of the road. Which, I mean,
1: I'm sorry, because the match was redirecting traffic around the Around Snorlax? The
0: Snorlax. That's got to be just a straight-up nod
1: to like, red and blue. Yeah.
0: Also, so that's that what that matchup needed that's what
1: Snorlax to do Well, that matchup needed was a magic flute it was a magic flute It was a goddamn um, poker flute to play
0: some tunes some some Spiro there's some Spiro flying around so you might have yeah, you might have thought them. a Pidgey or them was a pigeon, maybe oh um, yeah because they've got more kind of spiky little cheeks little tiny yeah. things feathery cheeks uh, Squirtles Squirtles are <laughs> as auxiliary really firefighters which might be one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> um, Torterra which are the giant well there's the regular size ones the little, uh, the little grass turtle dudes. And then there's the enormous semi-mutated one, the one, ones. The ones that have been uh, subjected to experiments who are basically the basically lands a, outside an of an the entire, An entire forest on the back of several turtles, which is where you get that huge, um, the stuff you see in the trailers of the land folding in on itself. I do hope it someone's going to go and check in on them. <laughs> no, just leave them be. <laughs> just, just you
1: know, you just just bring them some food.
0: I oh, not they didn't need any. They just, they just sit there and photosynthesize. They're a grass type. Ah, but yeah, good point. The, the final evolution of the fourth gen grass starter. Okay. Um, Trico. Third gen little, grass starter. Little green lizard. Little dude. green lizard is which is on the inside of someone's window. Also, it's, it's, is a, a, is it's a... the superintendent at the building. Yeah, the,
1: the, the and it's also building. asleep. And Tim knocks on the glass, yeah. and the Trico just so goes, huh? Huh? Looks back at the guy. He's like, "What?" What? Just falls asleep again. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> You're like, Great. Uh, you got a Venusaur in there. Yeah, that was in the market. Um, yep. Yeah, just meandering about
0: in the market between two stalls. They put Weevil down here, but I think it was a Sneasel.
1: Oh, it was a Sneasel. Yes, yeah, it was a Sneasel. I think
0: I think they're getting confused between Weevil and Sneasel. Yeah, I remember seeing Weevil's the evolution of. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah, it was definitely Sneasel. I've seen
0: Weevil's got that sort got like a Aztec-esque crest.
1: Yeah, whereas Sneasels um, just got the little feather. Sneez- yeah. uh, female
0: Sneasels have got like
1: a little feather. I think the males have them
0: like. as well but it might be a different size. Yeah. But the, um, yeah, it was, it
1: was definitely a little feather plumage,
0: not a full-on... And... Uh, also, wormpools apparently were crawling around somewhere.
1: Did that list mention
0: POM? No, that was just the background Oh, there's the background ones. ones. I was going to say, the, there's a the few missing that, on there. The ones that get more to do with your sort of principal Pokemon are um, your Greninjas. Yeah, uh, who are your, what? They're like a... What?
1: Fifth gen?
0: They have 6th gen sixth water ten. starter, Final Evolution. They're freaking terrifying. Um, they yes, are. they're also the best starter of that generation. <laughs> I don't um, Cubone. Tim tries to catch oh. Cubone at the beginning. Oh, that was so cute. And I love the fact that they just blatantly alluded to all of its Pokedex entries <laughs> yeah. without, it without wearing, spelling it out. It's wearing, wearing the skull of its dead relative on its head.
1: And it's weeping because one of the Pokedex entries describes them as always crying. <laughs> they're lonely. They're, they're,
0: the they're lonely always Pokemon. in mourning. It's like, Oh my god. This he's is that, depressing. It's that guy. He's the, he's the I can't remember the name of the actor, but he plays Dupinder in Deadpool. Yeah, which was and that took me out of the film for a moment because I was like, like "Wait a minute." Trainer friend who's like, you, "You should have a Pokemon, Tim." was very anti-Pokemon because he, you know, he had a uh, he was into it when he was a kid, but my relationship with his dad broke down, then he just kind of moved away from it. But yeah, so they tried to get him to capture a Cubone. <laughs> it doesn't go well. <laughs> Beats his ass. Also, we actually to see the destructive power that a tiny Pokemon like Cubone can visit upon Tim. <laughs> it's like... That that wide shot when it first yeah. starts
1: chasing him, it just cuts to Tim running and Tim is clearly like 14 times the height of this cube. Oh ball. yeah. And it's just ploughing after him. Oh yeah. Screaming and this, and tiny,
0: it... little, this <laughs> tiny little pitch like waving its arms around. And after it like blows the ground up <laughs> with its club it starts laughing at him yeah. which is great. It's like ah, you're uh, a <laughs> dick. Screw you, human fool. There's a really gnarly Charizard with its facial scar. Which is yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, and then it gets hopped up on R, which is the experimental drug, which <laughs> is fucking Pokemon Up.
1: I, 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 again, I don't know if it's R in the video game or not, because I think there, that is sure. part of the plot of the video game, I believe. I believe
0: so, but I'm not sure.
1: But that R was totally a purposeful red herring to get the school fans excited. It's Team Rocket! Ah! What was in the end, I was like... Who is Bill Nye playing? Because I didn't look it up before on, I was like... He's not Giovanni. Bill Nye could totally do a Giovanni he could do if a they Giovanni. were going for the older Giovanni, which he must um, be, because this movie subtly acknowledges the events of Pokemon, the first movie, happened. And or Pokemon and this Red and, is, and Blue. And this is 20 years later.
0: Because the only thing it acknowledges that happened is that, is that um, you two escaped from captivity in Kanto 20 years before. So oh, of course, that's in the game. Yeah. Because after you defeat the Elite Four, you can go and find Mewtwo. Can't yeah. I? After yeah. he's escaped and taken up in the cave. Mm. Because you visit the lab that he escapes from in... um, What's the name of the... Cinnabar uh, Island. Oh, sure, yes. The, yeah. the 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 old mansion is the lab where Mewtwo mm. was created, which is now derelict because that's where he escaped from. Um, God, I love those games. Ditto! Ditto. ditto faster than light Sneak. very good uh mr mime uh apom you get the little they get a little uh, apoms living in living on this living in outside the apartment building and then one of them accidentally gets hopped up on our a bunch of them accidentally mm. get hopped up on her and look terrifying um, they are ter- the terrifying apom attack and
1: that is apparently from the game like that is like the first interaction between yeah. tim and detective pikachu in the game is they they meet and they get attacked I don't know if the character's called Tim in the game, but like they meet he and is. they get attacked by Apom. Yeah, um, like a little pack of Apom. Um, and a, bouquet we... of A-Pom. a bouquet of Apom. A bouquet pom. If super
0: you will. cute when the the hour wears off and they and they and they follow Tim and give him his trousers back
1: after sort of wearing them. Yeah, well, there's one in on each
0: leg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're just sort of walking on their tails, which is really cute. <laughs> like they just so there's just so much um, in imagination and fun and love in the way the Pokemon act. Yeah, and react. To the world around them. Um, Got uh, Ludicolo, of course, uh, at the coffee shop. Yeah. Terrifying. Uh, Ludicolo is one of my favourite goofy Pokemon. Yeah. Because it is just so odd. It is a sombrero, lily, lily pad sombrero wearing dancing duck thing.
1: Ah, yes. The old... Duck, the old thing. duck thing. Of course, eh? it works
0: as a barista, why wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> we could put drinks on it sometime. Uh, in- indeed. Yeah, you could serve coffee off its lily pad. Um, uh, snubble. They've got Quen the, uh, uh, Watanabe uh, his, and his snubble partner, which is grumpy until he gives it a scritch. Um, <laughs> which is so cute. So it's exactly <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> um, I love that he has a snubble as well and not a grumble. Yes. He doesn't have a big butch grumble, he as a, a, a snubble. Adorable snubble. I wonder how big grambles are in the scale, because that was a pretty big snubble. They would probably be like six feet tall. Good lord. I'm not sure if they've gone off the accuracy of the Pokedex measurements. Um, I, think, I think they've sort of taken a mix from what I can tell. Because none of them... Because it's it is inconsistent, like because especially when but that's why you don't see something like a Waylord, for instance, because Waylords are like two hundred feet long. Good lord. So you know Sweet Lord. They they stay away from the more extreme end of the of the sizing uh for now. The sizing scale. Uh we also get, of course, Pikachu and Psyduck. <laughs> Psyduck Lucy's little Psyduck, who is <laughs> adorable. And
1: apparently is on the constant verge of exploding. Yep. So it needs a foot and, massage. And then, <laughs> uh, of course... I love the fact that it was aware that it was dangerous so it was just like making them He
0: blackmails Pikachu <laughs> into giving it a foot massage. Which is great. <laughs> and you can tell... Even though it's, it, it, it's doing... Again, in the animation there's so much character, you can tell how smug that Psyduck is. Mm. About, about blackmailing Pikachu into giving it a foot massage just like rub my feet or I'll explode and it is kill you all in this tiny car <gasps> Pikachu in a baby seat It's is so good <laughs> Um, <laughs> God, I about that. and Lucy's also carrying around carrying around Psyduck P- in this backpack yes. for which uh, for which Catherine Newton had to wear like a 20 pound weight to make sure to make that, it that it was look, like yeah. look right there's so much carrying carrying Psyduck <laughs> um, it's just there's so much character in them yeah, um, yeah, and you just actually care about them as characters, but yeah, what the the big the big old plot? So we've mentioned R. and that's the this gas which they can use to put Pokemon in like a agitated um, feral state, feral state, and apparently Mewtwo can produce this. Can, can, <laughs> well, they use they they experiment on Mewtwo to create it, but also they discover that Mewtwo can merge the consciousness of humans and Pokemon. So, you build now your character, Howard, what's his name? Howard... Um, Evilman. Howard the, Evilman. Duck. Howard the <laughs> Psyduck. Um, <laughs> he... So, he found Rhyme City for people and Pokemon to live together and he's like got a degenerative illness so he's in a wheelchair and he wants to... It turns out that he's the bad guy. He's been the bad guy all along. <laughs> <And> this, <laughs> he, he, he hired Harry to recapture Mewtwo, but Harry and Pikachu, after they recaptured Mewtwo, were like, "No, I don't. We're not going to do this." And then they set Mewtwo free, for which they were attacked by the Greninjas. And then Mewtwo put Harry's soul consciousness inside and Pikachu. Ba- basically,
1: Harry's body was Harry's body was close to death. Yeah, so he sort of takes the body in his omnipotent omnipotent, psychic kind of it's yeah. not physically there anymore, he's made it fade away and he has it somewhere kind of way. yeah. Which makes me think, oh my god, has Mewtwo just got like a a mind fridge full of corpses? Mewtwo
0: is essentially a physical god.
1: Yeah. So he makes Harry fade away, wipes the Pikachu's memory so that it's not in danger.
0: Well, I think it's a and... side effect of the yeah. virgin is that Pikachu forgets yeah. a lot of this stuff. And then
1: he puts, spoiler alert, again, in the spoiler mm-hmm. section, Harry's consciousness into the Pikachu so it's a Pikachu it's kind of of halfway house between them because the Pikachu's desires uh, take charge because at the end Harry says like for some reason I've got a taste for coffee yeah and you realise oh that's something the Pikachu's always wanted to do but it's never like had the ability to order a coffee I
0: don't know I think the Pikachu (laughs) could drink coffee it It could oh no true true true. but but it's that's the reason that Ludicolo's in the coffee in the the coffee shop yeah so Pokemon can order coffee from the Ludicolo oh
1: that makes perfect sense (laughs) <laughs> um, maybe they just never went in that coffee shop because, like, Harry doesn't like coffee. So the pil- Pikachu's never been in. No, I think it's implied and now that, he's got the freedom, but
0: not the cash. I think it's implied that P- <laughs> the Pikachu was always liked coffee. Don't know because it's not like a thing where he's like, mm, "Coffee." Oh, yeah, true. I've never drank this before. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna drink some coffee." I'm sorry, it, it, it was piping hot. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so
1: good. So like so that's that's Vegeta. really what was going on. But Bill well, Nye's plan yeah. was he he didn't want to stay in his crippled body but also so was studying evolution the pokemon evolution as, as a means to move on and decided that was his goal framed it to the city that evolution was just sort of like that we should aspire to be like pokemon to, to yeah. become better and become to, the best versions, of, best ourselves. versions of ourselves but what we really meant was i'm gonna turn me into a pokemon so i can be strong and powerful but i'm like also... the body i'm in but I'm also going to use the most powerful Pokemon of all to be my body,
0: and I'm going to make the rest of you Pokemon too because I'm crazy. Yeah. It's like people and Pokemon should live together in harmony, so let's just make them all the same and put people in Pokemon bodies and what? Madness! Madness! Yeah, Madness.
1: yeah. it lost me a little on that. I think it just—I think it's because of how sort of adult and and and. Sort of dark. Some of the themes had been for the first two acts. That felt very Saturday morning cartoon. All of a sudden. Oh yeah. As part of the like wider Pokemon mythology. Yes. Yeah, sort of thing I could imagine happening in a Pokemon the film. The kind of
0: thing that would be the plot. Or that like would be a Team Rocket's Team yeah. Galactics plot in a in one of the main series games. Yeah. Like look at the look at the plots they've had. Team Team Rocket. We want to steal all the Pokemon. Team Aqua and Team Magma. We want to flood slash burn the world and start again. From scratch, Team Galactic. We want to start a new dimension and start it off from scratch. Meanwhile, Team... in the anime, we want
1: to steal that Pikachu because it's kind of dope. We guess there's, a, there's an awful lot of <laughs> like we want
0: to destroy the world wow, and Jesse start and over James again. Are fucking pathetic. They were not very good. Were what it? was the point in them? Why did you only keep them on? Who would you cast as Jesse and James in a live action Pokemon movie? Uh
1: oh oh uh, I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a James if you give me a Jesse. Yeah, because James, um, kind of, a bit older, in his thirties. Okay. John Mulaney.
0: Oh, that's quite good. Because he's,
1: he's, got, he's got the right level of kind of camp. That is. And the voice could be sort of similar to the anime. Quite good. <laughs> Plus I'd like to see him with purple bangs and curtains.
0: <laughs> Stephanie Beatrice,
1: Jesse. Ooh, okay. Yes. Um, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> How big is the hair? So big. <laughs> it's just not a version of just the hair. so big. And who's the voice of Meowth? Um, Nathan Lane. Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito has He's just... finally going to Danny get... DeVito as just... It. Well, after this movie, that Pikachu doesn't talk anymore. No, no, no. So if something were to happen that would give it
0: a voice in the future... Yeah.
1: No, Nobody says it can't are, be Danny DeVito. We are
0: absolutely... getting a sequel to this in some form. I don't think it's going to be Detective Pikachu 2. Yeah, I don't think it's going to fall... It might have Tim in it. I wouldn't... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Tim
1: and his dad's Pikachu were in it. I wouldn't be surprised if they were in it. So you could have that all-encompassing general public's awareness of Pokemon image of young man with Pikachu on his shoulder. I wouldn't be surprised. But I don't think it'd be
0: Detective Pikachu. If it were me, I would have it as... Tell a different story from a different region. Lucy Stevens, intrepid reporter. Oh, <gasps> because that gives you an excuse to travel. Yeah. Oh my god, do a Nancy Drew. Have her be the, the Nancy main Drew of Pokemon. Yeah,
1: that'd be great. And then Psyduck gets to stay in it.
0: Yeah. Oh shit, that'd be really good. Yeah. And you could bring Harry and slash Tim and Pikachu back for uh, shenanigans and help. Where would you put it? Where also, because those it? two are probably dating now. Probs. Problems. Don't think I'm not afraid to hit you just
1: because you look like the girl I'm attracted to. I'm really good at being alone at night. That
0: <laughs> was very good. <laughs> There's some
1: dirty ass lines in this.
0: Yeah, it. yeah. It um, is, they get a lot of crap the radar in, a, in the best possible way. Um, <laughs> um, it's just so
1: much fun. I like Mewtwo's, uh, v- the choice of voice for it was a yeah. male and a female performer. Yeah. Sort of blended in together with some electronic
0: enhancement on both of them, and, and then Bill Nye on top when he's possessing. That was
1: creepy. I mean, you want to talk Sonic creepy with yeah. his teeth? Mewtwo talking like with his mouth was creepy as sin, especially because yeah. he has little human teeth. I, that that didn't sit right with me. But that's because Mewtwo to me is so much. Well, Mewtwo uh... is
0: a genetically engineered abomination. Like that's what he is.
1: Yeah, it's true. He's meant to be an abomination. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, he, he looked great. The design of him was great. He, but he was, I think, because he started talking. with Even though Pikachu obviously was doing this whole movie, because Mewtwo started talking with his human teeth mouth, he was the only one to me that stood out as, oh, that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. Whereas Pikachu did, but I think that's because he had a tiny. He's got like a tiny little um rabbit mouth. see his little teeth. Yeah, he's not a rabbit. He's a mouse. He's a mouse. But he's got a rabbit mouth. Yes. That is the mouth of a rabbit. little nose. And the dreams of a rabbit.
0: but his, his nose is, is like a little dog's. A little wet nose like a dog.
1: <laughs> he was adorable. I was like, we should, we should develop some kind of saddle. when he was on Tim's <laughs> shoulder. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, you should. Uh, I mean, the way Lucy looked in their... Uh, their explore out to all the facilities. She's basically dressed as one of the Game Boy characters. Yeah, or like, like a Pokemon, Pokemon of, Go yeah. trainer. Yeah. Um, it's just loads of little nods that we get to sort of see a glimpse of the world of Pokemon we know in the exposition and, as a result, kind of clunky video on the train setting yeah. up Lime City's history. Um, I can't remember who it is now, but apparently the guy who's the trainer in the, the stadium in that sequence is somebody of note. I think it's like
0: somebody who does a voice or something for the game. I think he's the voice the cameo actor or something. for... Tim in the original game.
1: That's it. That's it. And yeah. That's the
0: extension, the dub the Japanese dub yeah. voice actor for Tim for the film. I that's, think. I, that, yes. That's um, that's it.
1: Like, like I remember reading it and going, Oh that's cool. Yeah. And then I forgot what it was, but that's what it is. Cause in that you get to sort of see Pokemon you get to basically see Pokemon Stadium in live action, briefly, yes. in that sequence. You see people catching Pokemon. And
0: it fucking rules. I like
1: the uh, opening the end credits where it's basically sort of a, a gen- generation by generation visual um, celebration of how the games have looked over the years. Yeah, Like the characters start looking like the Game Boy game and, and eventually the, turn into uh, like 3DS style character models. The
0: Ken Sugimori style designs yeah. for all the characters which is great.
1: Which is super cute. Um... It ends on.
0: And we get a bit of the anime theme tune. Right. The universe.
1: At first, there's a beautiful Easter egg. Just during the big announcement video from the Bill Nye character, like underneath it, just. And it's like, oh, cool, they put the theme song in there. That's sweet. Yeah. And then. Acknowledgement that the theme song exists in world somewhere, yeah. Because Pikachu is lonely, crying, singing it to himself as he wanders but slowly back to Route City it. from the countryside. Think about
0: it. Why wouldn't? In a way that, you... and then they went, "Fuck it, that's staying in." Why that's wouldn't too funny. the Pokemon anime or a version of it exist in a Pokemon? Oh, universe? exactly. There'd
1: absolutely be cartoons about Pokemon in the Pokemon universe. In fact, hang on. When you were looking at the TVs and stuff, yeah. In the later games, doesn't it acknowledge like other Game Boy properties? So why wouldn't there be, like, Pokemon-esque games about Pokemon in the Pokemon world? Sort of. I mean... Because the all, Super Nintendos. All the
0: protagonists... The Super Nintendos in the Pokemon games. All the protagonists have the <laughs> then-current Nintendo console in their room.
1: Yes. Yeah. From
0: a SNES in... No, I think it's an NES in the original Game Boy 1s, all the way through to... Yeah, it's an NES
1: because it's a Super Nintendo in Gold, Silver and Crystal.
0: No, it's an N64 in Gold, Silver and Crystal. Is it? I
1: think so or is it the Soul Silver remakes
0: in N64 because I know they came uh, I know they
1: came around the time of the Wii maybe but because they were remaking the in Diamond generation. and Pearl it's a Wii yeah
0: and in uh, Ruby Sapphire and Emerald it's a Gamecube and in is there a Wii U it's a Wii U in X and Y <laughs>
1: brilliant uh, <laughs> and
0: I think in, in Sun and Moon oh god that's going to be really weird in
1: the next one then because the next one is going to be a Switch, switch
0: in the Switch game. Is, uh, yo, I heard you like Switches, so I put a Switch in your Switch so you can switch while you switch. Oh my God. Um, yeah. um... That's so strange. But it's... No, it's, it's stuff like you watch the TVs and it's like if you are a male character they're what... They're, the end of Stand By Me is on there or something because it's like four boys walking down a railway track. Yeah. Stuff like, <laughs> um, stuff like that. So it doesn't... Yeah, it sort of but does. But... It's also... Peach yeah. just sings the theme tune, damn it. It's there are cute. shows about Pokemon in the world of Pokemon. Um, Tim has a, has a collection of Pokemon cards.
1: Yeah, which don't get a bit close up, but it's like, but I recognise those binders. I recognise binder, And I think you
0: can see like, the back of the cards. And yeah. in, in some shots. Um, <laughs> it's just so full of good.
1: It's so full of good. It's a lot of fun. I, like I said, I... I, I wasn't blown away, but I still had a really fun time, and I think the best way for me to sum it up, for me personally, is I ain't pursuing it when it comes out, but when I eventually stumble into HMV in about a year and a half, two years time, and there's, there's not many HMVs in two
0: years time. When I stumble Let's onto
1: whatever equivalent website they create to get rid of HMV stock in yeah. two three two three years time, when I hit the five Blu-rays for thirty pound bundle if Dexter PG's in there I'm picking it up because I will well. revisit it again I enjoyed it a lot and I I want I. I'm not like they need my money to make a difference but I want to financially show them that yes I would like more of this please yes please be making more of these yes please um Christopher Matthew to have some
0: emails not emails we haven't done any emails for ages
1: because our last two episodes have been so bumper edition So bumper edition We had to create whole new technology just to contain them We're going so far back Walter Peck's trying to get it shut down It's that dangerous what we've had to make to store these
0: We're going so far back That we've got an email from Tom Monty da, da, da. That he wrote on 420 ah. But did he blaze Nearly it? a month ago did he blaze it? But Sorry, Tom, that we're only getting to this now. We're not sorry, Tom. Um, Life's too short to be sorry, Tom. Well, well that'll come up later. <laughs> uh, dear Christopher and Matthew. Dear Tom Montague. Happy 4.20 at time of writing. I hope you had a one. It was a normal... What was I doing on 4.20? Probably nothing. Uh, sorry I haven't written in recently. Uh, there, were, there were no big big or dank um, consumptions on that day. No, no big dank consumptions. Uh, <laughs> sorry I haven't written in recently, but I've been studying for my end of year exams. How? Dare you. Um, How dare you put your education before listening to Two Idiots Talk on a Podcast. But it's all good because once I've finished, I've got four months off. You jammy bastard! <laughs> um, so, we've had Game of Thrones Season 8 Episode 1 at time of writing. <laughs> oh, oh, Matt, what were your thoughts? Chris, have you managed to catch up yet? <laughs> I was quite upset about the length because it was only 54 minutes because there's only six episodes... I was impressed at how much they got through. Also, you've re- you'll you'll read this email once episode two is aired, maybe in episode three or even four. How about five? Uh, feel free to give your thoughts on that too. Let's give our thoughts on Game of. Th- we can't talk about Game of Thrones anymore. <laughs> I think legally we're not allowed to. We'll now. probably talk about it more next week after it's all wrapped up. Um, what we will do? I am. Fa- I think we have covered it at the start. I'm fairly keen on this season. I get that people have a bit of a backlash about it, but I have. I have. I'm disappointed that characters aren't getting necessarily the send off that you think they deserve, but also am I really entitled to that as an audience member, or is it just what serves the story? Is the story bad if it doesn't give me what I want? No. So But I enjoy it. I think No the, it's not. <laughs> the 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 sacking of King's Landing in episode five was fucking stunning. It was basically a war movie. And for all the all the trumpet noises they made about how great the battle scene in the long night was being like, oh, it's like Helm's Deep all over again. It's like, but the the stuff with Danny raising King's Landing was not that shit out of the water. Um, and also, I'm just happy that we finally got Clegane Ball! Because I was worried we weren't going to get it, but we did. So, congratulations! I'm so happy. You got two. Giant dude hitting each other. <laughs> Fucking die! <laughs> um, Time to get randomly philosophical. Fucking hell, Tom. Huh. What are your thoughts on mortality? Do you fear death? <laughs> What's the minimum age that you'd feel happy dying? I'd be happy if I got to 50 TBH. Fucking hell, Tom. Um, I am deathly afraid of dying. My minimum age I want to get to is to never die. I take medication so I can sleep at night because I am very anxious about my own mortality. What about you, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: supposed to be watching Spider Man yeah. clips Life and
0: talking to Punits Short. Sure. Let's not talk about it anymore. Um <laughs> This one comes in from Dan Rawlings. We should have done this one ages ago. This one comes in from 22nd of April. Um says, your fellow big dammer, Damcaster, is back. It's good to have you back, Dan. Um, oh, this is also... <laughs> this is also titled, Dear Chris and the Guy Whose Face I Put on a Dog in Some Lazy Snapchat OC. <laughs> Did you see that? It was wonderful. <laughs> wonderful work, Dan. Um, uh, since I last emailed, um, I listened to your advice about watching the US Office from season two onwards. I've seen parts of season one, but didn't enjoy it. It's now one of my favourite TV shows, and I want to thank you for that, even if I did cry like a baby during the finale. I never finished all of it, but i yeah, tell you what know. I did watched do. watched the last season. I'll yeah. tell you what I did do, is when um, I fucking punched the air when Jim and Pam finally got together. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> my question is, what film slash TV shows have made you cry the most? Did you expect to get... Tootsie moosh that second question (laughs) is best read in Tom Baker's voice so I approximated it thank you again for this amazing podcast I'm sure I'm I'm not alone in thinking you really have got something special here thank you Dan thank you that's very sweet of you Uh, what TV shows have made you cry ooh on my fourth
1: visit to Buffy the Vampire Slayers we're talking about five years ago maybe more um, was when I was sort of becoming slightly more emotionally connected to the material I was taking in. I've never really been a a crier when it comes to fiction until a few years ago, and now I really do sort of absorb and think of the themes a lot yeah. more. As a result, uh, watching Giles deal with what becomes of Jenny Calendar in season two, oh, when he gets home and there's the rose petals going up the stairs, rough. and the fact that you you at that point you you want him to get his vengeance. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't, and it's so like, but you know it'd be wrong. Like you know that he'd be playing ex- right into what Angelus wants. It's that got that. So that was probably the first time that a TV thing got me. Total- so we'll be talking TV specifically, so I think that
0: was probably it, really, in terms of what grabbed me that way. Yeah, um, I I can't think of anything TV wise that's got me that choked up. Movies I have I have done. Yeah. Movies can quite often get me. Um, Doing the old weep, um, the old movie weep. What was the most recent one? Oh, movie weeping. Oh, yeah. Definitely Coco. Oh, just in pieces. Oh
1: god, yes, yeah. cinema and home. home viewing. I, I, I broke down
0: each time. Absolute pieces. Um, Oof. but I'm not sure. Nothing now. I think that was the most recent. Didn't didn't cry,
1: but felt like I'd gone on one hell of a journey when I finished Breaking Bad.
0: Yeah, I was like, my yeah, God, yeah, I, yeah. I
1: felt, I felt winded as it finished. i was yeah. sat there going,
0: "Holy shit! I've I've had had that a, with... I don't
1: know what to do with my life
0: now." I've had that with all of this season of Game of Thrones. Like every time those credits come up at the end, I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like after last episode, I just had to sit <laughs> and for about five minutes, just going, "Well, what do I do now?" That was fucking horrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, But yeah, I couldn't. I didn't sleep very well after watching the first two episodes of Chernobyl because yeah, that's gonna do it. Because that show is deeply unsettling. Like it's not particularly graphic. Like there are people suffering from radiation poisoning and burns and stuff in it, but it's not. It's not graphic at all. Like you see. So people with some nasty burn wounds and a bit of vomiting and things like that. But not like. It's not like. Um, Splatter movie style people melting into puddles of goo. You don't know that shit. Because it's all. You know, it's, it's a real thing and it's realistically depicted. Um, but the, just the, the. The atmosphere of it is so oppressive. Like the second episode ends with. Basically, they had to send three people down into the the, ta- the water tanks underneath the exploded reactor so they could empty the water tanks before the radioactive slag that used to be the core melted through the floor and hit the tanks and created a giant steam explosion that would have rendered most of Eastern Europe uninhabitable. Um, so three guys have to go down in there with flashlights and decimeters, Geiger counters. And as they get deeper and deeper and it gets more and more radioactive, the Geiger counters stop making their um, trademark clicking sound and just becomes a continuous hiss Oof. and then the radiation starts to interfere with their uh, flashlights and their torches go out and you're just stuck, with these, stuck with, in the dark with these three guys in these rubber diving suits they can't speak all you can hear is their breathing which is getting increasingly more frantic oh god! and there is a dark and it's just this hiss of the disseminator because it's so radioactive god that's freaky that's how the second episode ends
1: oh god it is
0: horrifying um but yeah, I mean in terms of Oof. actual tears in my eyes, I can't think of any TV that's that's got me that. Did you finish Cucumber? That worked. I didn't.
1: There's the sure. way the way the sixth episode ends got me. And then switching over to E4 immediately afterwards to watch Banana. Cause the, the, the Cucumber's one story, banana is stories alongside it. Yeah, yeah. cucumber's one overarching story, banana is individual stories. Sometimes about characters you met in Cucumber. Sometimes about characters that just pop up in Cucumber very briefly. But Yes. They're all stories about um, LGBT life in in Manchester and Greater Manchester. And episode six of Banana isn't about anything that happens in episode six of Cucumber. But it's clearly set a few days later because somebody references something in the news about something. Which is what happened. And you realise, obviously, you've just found out how, how... the world dealt with it after in a casual way and it's like oh my god yeah and it really like you know 20 minutes later you're still kind of reeling but there's more light-hearted stories happening and then there's just a mention of something that may- takes you right back to 25 minutes previous
0: and oh it was so good hmm. so yeah i need to find more tv that's gonna make me cry obviously
1: also uh zach baggins ghost hunters and ghost adventurers archive and all that stuff makes me cry with laughter out of my eyes and penis. Because ah, ah, ah. it's the most hilariously shit television you'll ever watch. If you're it's, crying it's fun, from your fascinating.
0: If you're crying from your penis, Christopher you should probably get it looked at.
1: Um ah, it stopped at exactly three hours and fifty nine minutes though. Oh, okay. Yeah. If it'd been more than four hours. Okay. You know. <laughs> right.
0: Um this one comes in oh we missed this one last week, so apologies. Uh, this one comes in from Rory Rory Wheeler former colleague of ours Rory, hey, Rory. Um, it says hi Rory uh, it says hi my big damn guys <laughs> Game of Thrones summed up a story of character progression through violence manipulation and betrayal on Princess Diana's death kind of scale <laughs> oh my god dark very dark I like it I mean it. you're not wrong um, <laughs> you're not wrong no one
1: has sold the stories to a, a tabloid yet no <laughs>
0: Well, be in the prequel did a tabloid series. exist uh, they would have done in the, pre- in the prequel series we'll find out who the tabloid is and where yeah. they are <laughs> uh, love you boys your talks keep me laughing and disagreeing and coming round to your ways of thinking all the time <laughs> thank you me. that's what we aim for that and the head uh, this one comes in from a random address um, and just says Game of Thrones summary incest, sex, death walking icicles and more sex yeah, that'll do. Notably less sex as the show goes on, though.
1: Well, you know, you've got to make more time for the dragons than the tits after a while.
0: Yep, yeah, true. <laughs> this one gets in from George. Hi, George says. Bye, George. <laughs> uh, with the with the title, I thought you were a builder bear. <laughs> <laughs> ah, says. Fantastic. Greetings, um, big damn lads. I'm finally back after being resurrected from the snap. Hope all has been well with you, fine fellows. <laughs> That's why you've been quiet, George. And it's been a while. I have a few questions for you. What do you think the multiverse means for the future of the MCU?
1: I don't think it's necessarily true in the way Mysterio's spelling it out. I think it's bullshit as part of the plot. Uh, I haven't watched the clip they put out, but apparently he refers to his universe as Universe 616. So... I think that's the first sign that it's yeah. bullshit because that's just obviously an Easter egg. Yeah, because the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a universe designation. Yeah, in the Marvel universe, like thing, uh, 616. neither of them are six one six. I think it's bullshit, but I I do think that the stories will tap into multiverses and dimensions when a certain family arrive in the MCU. It that would be that would be the place to do it.
0: What does it mean for the future of the MCU? Whatever they want it to mean, the negative zone. Which of course, uh, which of course leads <laughs> into: Do you think it will help integrate the X Men and Fantastic Four? And I don't think they'll no. use. I don't think they'll use the, the, the multiverse no. to just bring everyone across. No, I think I think the X Men and Fantastic Four will probably. Be... What I would do, I think Movie Bob made a really good p- pitch for this a couple of years back. Oh, the Fantastic Four! The Fantastic Four make yeah. it make them lost in time. Yeah, so they were like a, a bunch of scientists who go missing in the sixties. Yeah. And possibly spend through the multiverse and end up coming out in the present day. Yeah,
1: so you, you 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 touch on the quantum realm thing. Yeah, you've already set up that as a premise because of Ant Man. Yes, so you can have that, and then you, then you get to keep the 60s sensibility of yeah. uh, the stories. Make them space adventurers who tour dimensions and fight weird bad guys. Yeah, um, yeah. So we don't don't necessarily bring them through the multiverse. And I've also, be... I've also seen the thing online that suggests that perhaps the snap creates mutation like people being returned there's a slight quirk and it's some people are developing abilities and so we're going to see sort of the X the version of X-Men in the MCU from its inception so you wouldn't necessarily be able to have characters like Apocalypse and
0: stuff good (laughs) well, <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. Good.
1: You, you could you could you could already have mutants, but yeah. they're very few and far between. And the snap has created more, which is your way of sort of doing the Terrigan Mists in, in and yeah. in humans in humanity thing. Um, but who knows?
0: Or dares to dream? Not me. Nah, 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 nah. I don't. Um, will new mutants ever get released? Yes. But in
1: 2029, and, mm, and mm. straight to a specific physical red box outside a Walmart, just the one in Oregon. The one. There's gonna be one copy <laughs> pressed, yeah. and that's it. That's all you're getting. And it'll be permanently um, rented out by Maisie Williams. We I will not return it, and we'll rack up thousands of dollars in fines. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we'll see New Mutants next year, in April, when they said, yeah, April 2020. I think they said, um, 420. Ugh. For twenty, twenty, twenty. We're not getting it this year, that's for sure. Um and Chris, have you gone cross-eyed from Matt's in-depth explanation of the mm. Game of the Thrones? No, it it made me understand it way more than uh my wife's explanations ever have. Because I'm a fucking professional. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you cut out the chuffer. You didn't you didn't leave the chuffer in. Uh, left a fair bit of chuffer in. Um right. But make sure you wash it or it'll get infected. Look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a wonderful week, you big damn boys. I love you 3,000! Oh,
1: do that. He loves us 3,000.
0: Goodbye, my dear! George.
1: Filth. Filth from George. Thank you, George.
0: And Finally, we're going to end the note on a little bit of weirdness. Um, little <laughs> snippet of me... This is coming from Dan. Dan Rawlings. Dan Rowling's eh? A little snippet of me and my band. Dan Rowling's eh? Hey? This was He's unexpected. There's a little video. I totally you this was
1: coming. There's um, <laughs> a little video. Have you, have you watched the video? I'm not.
0: Dan Rawlings had a gig with his band the other night. So this is them finishing hysteria by news. Oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> I like that.
1: Dan. Got a little Big bag. Damn Shout Out. Snuck a tiny bit of the Big Damn Theme into their set.
0: Very much appreciated. <laughs> love it. Thank you, Dan.
1: <laughs> Thank you for that, Dan. He gave me a nod the other day. He said, do you think Matt wrote the Big Damn Theme? Do you think he'd mind if I put pl- it I, went, I th- Not only do I think he would not mind, I think he'd very much appreciate it. Send us a clip. So. I
0: very much appreciate it.
1: Thank
0: <laughs> you. I still need to actually make a full song length version of that. Only
1: if... I can write lyrics for it that will never be used but mean I co-own the theme.
0: <laughs> All right, Gene.
1: <laughs>
0: Star Trek! Something ah. something romance ah. or whatever. <laughs> the Roddenberry Maneuver. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll Rodden your berries. Oh, I bet you will. And you can um, Rodden our berries any time, boys and girls. Yeah, uh, Yes, you can. By emailing in to bigdamncontact at gmail.com if you want to perform any cover of the theme please do I want to hear it done on the spoons oh god can touch me, Sylvester McCoy yeah I can lend you a spune uh, um, you can also hit us up on twitch.tv slash big damn stream what well, they got to look forward to in the next few days Matthew uh, I'm
0: plowing through Dragon's Dogma at the moment what about on the Dragon's stream isn't um, it's a lot of fun people seem to be enjoying it um, I don't know how long we're going to be playing it because it's a fucking long game but hey we'll we'll just see how we go it's an adventure in backlogging it's after fun. all it is an adventure in backlogging Star Trek font Star Trek font <laughs> um, just, again the Roddenberry manoeuvre no. um, so yeah come and join me for that um, keep an eye on Twitter it's usually Tuesday and Thursdays but because of my shitty day job things get in the way and I have to move it around so keep an eye on Twitter I'll always tell you a couple of hours before we go live and what's the Twitter? it is at BigDamnCast and what's the YouTube? Ah, uh, big damn channel. And what
1: is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow?
0: Uh, what was the line?
1: African or European. African, African or European?
0: I don't know that. Oh, ah! ah! ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> yes? A quiver of mariners. Oh. <sighs>